Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. So is email the bane of your existence? Hate it. Can't stand it. Was there a time that you couldn't wait for the, the nope. notification to just ding and you're nope. like, I got email. No, and do you want to know why I don't like email? Of course. Okay, so I'm I'm 55, and I think I'm of that generation because I watched email come in. And I saw people's work day change to instead of being productive and getting something done and accomplishing things, I saw them going, oh, well, I got to spend two hours checking my emails. Well, that's two hours. You could have done something else. It just turned into a lot of busy work and I don't like busy work. It's kind of like, I don't like clutter and we'll talk about the workstation here. Although I'm trying to help clean it, I, 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 I'm I, I, I'm trying to help clean it because I was telling you our studio's been busy lately, and that, there's there's stuff stacked up everywhere in here today. That little like pile crazy. of yeah. chocolate covered raisins. Oh, they, I, I already got gone. rid of those. They're gone, so I'm cleaning things up. You you didn't know there was a memo, an email that sent that was sent out about the chocolate covered raisins. It's actually, mice. You. So you didn't to know there's no mice. no yeah. I I yeah. did not. But but email to me has turned into just busy work and. I know people that will spend two hours of their work day. First thing they do when they get to work in the morning. I put my is, hand up, by the yep, way. Yep, is go through emails, and most of it is to do what? Delete. Yes. Spam, advertising. My, my number one that's not important for the future for AI is to help me with my email. So you're going to turn AI over to making important decisions because no. there are some decisions that come. I mean, there are things you need in email, which but there's still a lot of stuff that gets through filters and well, things, but I have a super secret double probation email that I'm like, yeah, just, okay. If you need to get a hold of me, send me right. Well, I mean, usually shoot me a text or it had gotten so bad that I tell people to, hey, when you shoot me an email with what I need to read or, or the information I need or a contract, text me and tell me you sent it because that way I won't miss it right. because some things pop into spam or when you're bulk deleting crap, it's it's easy to accidentally I, delete something. I you have need. deleted many things that I shouldn't have deleted because you get in this like delete, delete, and you just start going. You're yeah. like rapid deleting, right? You're just like getting rid of stuff. I hate. So I have. That's why I don't like email. Nine email accounts, I think now. And I think I know six of them. Six. Unfortunately, <laughs> you do. And what's so funny about it is that some people have me in there at six different email addresses, so they send the same email to six different places. Ah. <laughs> which which I know what they're doing. They're like making sure that I'm going to get it right. But it irritates me when I go to the next email box. And I'm like, no, Steve, send me the same email. Oh, no, it wasn't this me. One. I, know. I don't I'm do just, that. No, just, it wasn't me. I know. I'm just using you because I don't want to throw other people under the bus. But Feel free. Throw but, under the bus. 
Anyway, so that that does frustrate. See, that's me why bit. it's like, okay, shoot me a text, let me know you sent me something, yeah. and then yeah. I'll check it out. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I, I or if it's something you it want to discuss, instead of sending an email, why don't you call me? I like to hear your voice. Have you? Give me a call. So. I'm just thinking about from the 90s to now, right? So in the early 90s when AOL comes out and when you got got an email that said, you got mail, that's right. It actually said that. There was this male voice that said, you got mail. And and you it was like an earworm forever. Your your ear would actually at least mine would like oh I got email yeah. oh you know this was just so cool and immortalized and, in a certain Meg Ryan movie. Oh yeah 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 that, and all that yeah. stuff right. But it was one of those things you know and and now I wish I could take my email client and make it physical and skip it across a river because it drives me insane. I just. It it's it literally is the bane of my existence. Thousands of emails a day, and I, I'm sure I delete ninety five percent of them. And now you're like I am, and you do a lot of stuff on your phone. Not as much as you think, really. Though. I mean, I, I'm I'm not a big phone. I'm not a fan of using the phone. I use it out of necessity. Right. Well, like I said, if I, if my phone screen was bigger, I would use my phone probably 99% of the time right, because right. but it's screen size for yes, me. So. It, it, that's exactly right. So and and trying to type with two thumbs. Although I just got oh my this goodness. new offer in for for an upgrade and now it's like a kind of a tablet Chromebook thing from Samsung where you can mirror your phone and your tablet, and it's kind of cool. I might have to look at that. They've had that for a little while. I know, actually. but yeah. it's now functional. Yeah, I mean, in fact, you can mirror your your phone to your computer screen now. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it, I, this I think... is a functional version though because there were some constraints before. Sure, but. It, my question is though: Do you have your notifications on or off? Most of them, no. I have most of my notifications turned off. Yeah, because that would drive me. I I don't even get text messages. But even with that, I still have. I mean, at any given time, I'm just holding my they phone pop up, up right now. I'm like I don't need. I mean, the these game. are all the notifications that are pending on my phone right now, and I just cleared them off like eight minutes ago, yeah. right, right before we came on the air. So it's still significant. You probably average about three or four a minute. It's it's insane. If I had if I had this thing turned on right now, all it would do is ding, 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 ding. nonstop. I, so I, I, I was in a meeting. I, I can't do that. Last night at the end of the day, and uh, um, when do you sleep? At normal times. Yeah, but your end of the day, it's like oh, I'm meeting well, at ten o'clock. Yeah, but I'm talking about five, five o'clock, o'clock yesterday. So. Um, but yeah, I, I was in this meeting. I forgot to silence my phone, and <gasps> after like two minutes, I'm like, I have to. I'm sorry, I have to turn this off because the, the phone rang twice in that period, and it just kept dinging nonstop. Come on, Marlo, church rules. Got to turn it off. Turn it off. I agree. I agree. I always turn it off when I go into meetings because it's just Sally, too disruptive. Now, do you turn yours off so you're not distracted by it, or do you just turn it to vibrate? I turn it, I, I don't turn it off. I just, yeah, I don't even right. turn it to vibrate. I just turn that off too. So there's, there's the no, yeah, there's because, no... because the vibration too. I mean, that's, that's a distraction too. It just, it'll vibrate over to the side all the time. I just don't even want to look at it. I want to pay yeah, attention. But you, to but you the have person. a watch. I do have watch, a watch. And you get the notifications on your watch. The only notification to my watch is text and Slack. Slack. So I use we use Slack for inner office communication. Mm. So if Slack goes off, 
you know, on my watch, then I know it's important, right? Texting would be secondary to that because not a lot of people actually use, I don't give my phone number out to a lot of people. Um, not that it doesn't ring all the time, but I don't. And because of that, I don't get, I, I would say, I, I've probably averaged like you in text. I just. I can share it right now if you. So that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I don't mind when people call me. Well, so this is what I was getting to, by the way. It's kind of funny that we've gone from the 90s to where we are now, where we make appointments to make phone calls. Or video calls. Whatever you're doing for yeah. a call, right? Zoom. I find it I find it ironic Zoom. that we just don't pick up the phone and call people anymore. We used to do that. We also used to have everybody's number memorized. Yes. We don't do that either. I don't know if I even know four numbers anymore. I think I know four or five. I know my mom's. That's important. And I know one number here, and I don't even know my other office numbers. Oh, jeez. If you asked me, like, what my Bismarck office number was, I couldn't give it to you, or my other companies couldn't give it to you. Don't know. I have no clue. I remember the number I grew up with. I remember one of my best friends from high school because I remember the mnemonic trick back. You remembered the pattern on the phone. The uh, so, no, well, with the punch keys. Oh, whatever. yeah, you had punch keys. I had, yeah. I had dial. Well, I remember we started with dial, but um, I I remember my friend's pattern. So, doot, doot, in row up here, over there. That I, So, I remember that number just because of the pattern. Don't ask me what it is unless I'm looking at a keypad. Then I can give you the yeah. number. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, we I don't, know mine. We don't even use our. We don't I know even, my wife's. We don't even use our brain power anymore to remember phone numbers. It took me a long time to remember my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, hi, it's years. Well, and this is the thing. I mean, now now we can just say, I can when I'm in my car, I can say, call Steve, and it'll call you or text Steve. You mean I could say call Marlo, and it will text you. Wow. I know it's kind of cool, right? So, you know, don't don't always if, if it looks like I'm rambling on for a long time in a text to you. No, I'm in my car texting talking. you because yeah. I'm talking text to talk. See, yeah. I use that feature all the time. I think it's great because yeah. I, I I wind up texting a lot and just different work and people and stuff. And and I use talk to text Endlessly, I spent I, I, best feature ever. I drove. I had a two-hour drive the other evening, and I spent the entire two hours just catching up on text and phone calls. Now, and I loved it. It's, I just love road trips because and I you don't have to read up. text because it can it plays back in play the it car back for you. In and the then car. It asks, "Do you want to respond?" Yes, I do. Steve, I don't like you very much. Thanks for texting me. All right. All right. Just because I ate your chocolate-covered raisins. Yeah, Sorry. You should have left me one. I know. Well, I'm trying to clean up. It's I appreciate just... that. Are you going to start eating the paper next? <laughs> because there's a lot of that on the on the desk. Hey, I was reading an article a couple of weeks back about a lady who ate toilet paper. I don't. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, Let's not go there. Yeah. It was new. <laughs> wasn't used. <laughs> that's 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 bad. I had to research and find out. Yeah. But yeah. yeah that's probably why I, what everybody did is. is like 40 ridiculous. pounds a year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, she went to town. Wow, wow. Well, by the way, thanks for joining us on the Tech Ranch today. Is that where we are? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just, we just got we right right before we went on the air. You were talking about your email, and just like, oh, we'll just keep going. I with didn't that. even bring so, it up. Somebody in your office. Yeah. Went, um, you hate email. Yeah. 
and you do. Well, she said, I hate technology. I don't hate technology. I love technology. Yeah, so you have you have an eight gig a month plan on your phone. I do. And you find that sufficient? For me. <laughs> but I work off of Wi-Fi a lot, too. I'm only laughing because I know it's it's for you, but maybe not for the significant person. Right, life, and, right? and while this last month we happen to have gone like 10% left with 10 yeah. days left. Yeah, so what do you do in that instance? I shut my data off. That's it? Simple yeah. as that? Interesting. Well, I don't. The Tech Ranch. Divorce. Back to discovering the latest in technology with the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. So I, I'm curious what happens when you hit your 8 gig limit. Phone shuts off. It doesn't just shut off. Well, the data. I, I, I've got it set up in my phone, so... When I hit that eight, and, and now I also get rollover because I don't have unlimited because I don't like it to slow down without telling me it's slowing down and when I need it to not slow down so that if you're looking at Google Maps and finding someplace, you know, you're four blocks behind, <laughs> you've been there. Yeah, I've been there. I was um, talking about this to you a little while ago, yeah. And so I, when I want it, I want it. And when I need it, I need it. And uh, But I've got it uh, a feature in there because I get rollover because I don't ever so, go over. Uh, and so then, rollover means like if you use six in one month, then you you get to use the yeah, next, the, the next yeah, month. Yeah, it just rolls over okay. to the next month. So then you now have 10 gigs instead yeah, of 8. So, you, gotcha. so I'm usually always banking a little bit. Okay. And for some reason this last month, my wife went way over. And uh, yeah, so it just I have it set up so it shuts off so I don't get data charges beyond my plan. So is that, and, and I'm only asking so that people understand uh, what happens, you know, if you don't have a big enough plan for your usage, right? So if you go over your eight gig and you leave it on, you get an overage charge right. for when that happens, right? Right. Interesting. If you don't have the feature to suspend your data, the I'm cellular guessing, data side of things. I'm guessing that most people would not like to have their data turned off okay, at a certain point. Here's the question. Is it because people don't live within their means? I mean, think about it this way. How often are you on your cellular data versus Wi-Fi? I mean, I'm on, I've got my phone set up. I'm on Wi-Fi all the time. I've got Wi-Fi in my house, the office, um, the radio station, my other office. And if you're out having coffee with friends yeah, or whatever, a, it'd be easy just to hop on the local Wi-Fi right. there too, right? How many people do that? I don't know. I don't. I think, think a lot don't. I agree with that. It's like, hey, I'm walking down the street on my TikTok, and okay, those are the videos where you see people walk into light poles. But there, <laughs> or fountains. I, I, the, I, I like the fountain ones. I have actually witnessed the fountain one and the manhole one. Oh, you saw a manhole one? Yes. Like, drop right down. New York City. <laughs> Walking down the street, and all of a sudden, this guy in front of me, I mean, on just, his phone, right, just falls right in. I'm like, what the heck just happened there? And then I realized that there's an open manhole here. I don't even know why the cover was off. They didn't have anything around it at all. Somebody pulled the cover off, but he just had no clue. Okay, somebody doesn't pull the cover off of those. Those are heavy. They're heavy. So I'm not really sure how that happened, but wow. yeah, but just disappeared, just like that. And all of a sudden, there's just a crowd of people. Fortunately, it wasn't a crowd of people with their video cameras out. Like, well, trying, yeah, there was a crowd of people trying to help him out of there. Oh, so, so how, that was, how long ago was this? This was 
four or five years ago. Oh, okay. Because so, today, yeah. Yeah, nobody's you know, helping them. You know what? I never thought about that. Everybody right. would have their camera out. Yeah, because it would it would be a viral video now. Yeah. 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 So it was interesting. But at that time. How deep was the manhole? I don't think it was real deep, like eight or ten feet, which is deep enough. Yeah. But if you're if you're dropping down and and there's of course there's the ladder that's there. So I'm guessing and that ledge he, and I'm guessing that he was able to slow himself down a little yeah. bit on the thing. But the he, rats broke his fall. He was, he, <laughs> he was banged up a little bit when he came out though, but no broken bones or anything. But he was. He still have his phone in his hand or did he drop that's his phone? Funny, I do not know the answer to that. So okay. That's funny. Right. That's funny. Uh, the um, and then Marlo, you're right behind him, going, "Hey, hey, hold my beer." Well, and, and I don't know if they still make this app, but there was an app at one time, and maybe there were a few of these that you could be on your phone, but it activated your camera, and through your camera, you could see that uh, where you were walking. Right. Oh. So it would actually have you could be walking with working on your phone in front of you, but there was a little view shed, a little camera shot on the right hand side of your phone it's screen. Kind of like the picture in picture when yeah, you're yeah. when you're video chatting. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I thought that was hilarious that we have actually gotten to the point where you can't even watch where you're walking outside, that you actually have to have your device activated to help you with that. Oh. Kind of funny. Again, I, I I love technology, but... That is actually one of my pet peeves, though. When I'm in crowds, and it even happens around here, and, you know, a great oh, yeah. example, uh, we have an event in Mandan, North Dakota, called Buggies and Blues, and we have, like, 500 cars that show up, and I'm guessing 20, 25,000 people show up to this thing over, you know, over the course of the day. So it's pretty crowded in that area. And you'll get people who are looking at the cars, but you also get a, a, a group of people who are on their phones, and they just walk. They don't, yeah. they don't pay any attention to where they're going. If you didn't move out of their way, they would just run into you. And, they, and why is there that expectation that if I'm on my phone that you are going to move out of my way? Oh, I'm not. I'm going to run you right over. So I've bumped a few people on occasion. Ah, I see. So I'm not quite to your level yet, but there are times, especially when they're not even looking. I'm, I'm, I'm like as they're walking by, or they, or I'll skim them as they walk by me, and then they just get a little startled or whatever, you know. Maybe it's time for walking sidewalks. You know, like at the airport where you get the walking lane and the people that are actually in a hurry lane. You should have that on public should, sidewalks for the cell phone lane. Cell phone right? lane. If you're on your cell phone, yeah. you are only allowed to be in this yeah. lane. If you're a normal functioning human being, then you could be on this lane. If somebody's listening to us right now, it's in government thinking, that's a good idea. We're going to have lanes on sidewalks oh, now. Crap, our taxes are going up again. We need to stop bringing these things up. <laughs> you know, the one that drives me nuts, though, and you're not supposed to text and drive, folks. Yeah. And, and that's why the audio feature is on phones yeah. Yeah. Or, or through your car. Right. And it, it, use the voice to text. Yeah. That, not a problem. Even though it's not exact, it's but still... I've sat here, and you apparently have the air conditioning on, your windows rolled up, the radio's turned up, or you're listening to a really loud video on your phone because we've gone through three light changes and you haven't moved yet. Right, right. And, and so, you know how you bump into people on the sidewalk? Yeah. I would love to do that, and I'll push you out of the... The exact opposite oh, happens right. of that, too. There's, uh, not, not picking on my hometown here again, but, but in Mandan, North Dakota, there is a four-way stop by our post office, and it's coming down Collins Avenue, which is a pretty steep hill, right? If you sit out there in five minutes... Especially in the winter when it's icy. You will see somebody just drive right through it. 
and every one of them has their head down. Oh. People just drive right through the stoplight or now, right, now, right through the stop. How many of those are, are younger people, though? Most of them are. Because there's a school on that road. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. That's that's what's scary about yeah, it. That's right? a, yeah. 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 So from a safety perspective with the kids yeah. and then yeah. who's but I, actually. I, I've sat th- at that intersection many times and just watched somebody drive right through it. Like it doesn't even like the stop signs don't even exist. And not when it's icy. Not when it's icy. You go up there right now, it'll happen in the next five minutes. I'm surprised there are more accidents at that. I think what happens is that they drive through, and people who are thinking that they're next, they're just courteous and just wait for them to drive through it. You know, they (laughs) slam their brakes or whatever. Well, the good thing is everybody else has stopped, so it's not like you're going to be going out of there at 30 miles an hour. But I I had a niece one time that she'd taught, her, her mom had taught her what the stoplight lights mean. So red meant stop yep. and green meant go right. and yellow meant go faster, yeah. mommy. <laughs> <laughs> that was in uh, a movie as well. Um, it was. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Uh, the Starship or the Starman. Um, yeah, Starman. Was it called Starman? Yeah, Starman. Okay. There you go. There you go. I was thinking Starship Troopers for yeah, a second. I'm like, yeah. no, no, not that one. Well, we're going to get into the Galaxy Z Fold. Ooh. I know. See, new I was just phone. talking about new phones yeah. and pairing so and We're going to talk about and... that in just a few seconds. And uh, we're also going to get into Tinder using AI. So now you're going to be able to date using artificial intelligence. I've seen that. Yeah. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Of the Tech Ranch as we explore the cutting edge of tech with Marlo and Steve. For more exclusive content, visit thetechranch.com. So I think we should just, uh, we'll, we'll get into the Galaxy Z uh, fold here in just a, in a little bit. But I'm fascinated by this um, Tinder AI scenario. So I've never used Tinder. I actually was going to sign up for it one time a couple years ago because I was curious about how it works. But as soon as I got into it, I, I'm not I, judging. I'm not. Well, judging. I just I got into it because I wanted to see how it worked. Because people just swipe left, slow swipe right. I'm married, so of course I, I, I am not on that site. Well, that's a running joke for a lot of things in society. Swipe left, swipe right, right. right. Like, yeah, it's, it's just kind of this this thing, right? And I was just curious about how it worked, but I, I realized I couldn't join anonymously or whatever just to see. Uh, how how it works. So I don't have a working knowledge of how Tinder works. And I I was going to just sign up and I'm like, well, everybody in in my little town here is going to know that I'm out wanting to date now. So this is not a good sign either. And and Alice is probably going to be, why are you on Tinder? Because her hairdresser told her that she's... Guru of Pete, one, two, three. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I figured that wasn't a good scenario for me, so I didn't do it. But but I'm familiar with with what Tinder is and, and... so I, I just, uh, I find it fascinating that AI is getting involved. So first of all, um, of course, like with Snapchat, filters, all these other things, I mean, you can take, you, you literally can take years off of your face or you can add years if you want to. If you're, if you're 20 and want to be 35, bang, just like this, it can make you look older or younger or whatever. So I'd be 27 again. That was a good year for okay, me. Yeah, okay. I'd do 27. I'm thinking like 17 year olds who, who maybe want to date. 30 somethings want to add a couple of years to their to their facial features or two there's a cougar app <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness! <laughs> Your so, kitty kitty one two three. <laughs> What's that app? Well, you really got excited there for a second. Still are the way it looks. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you have AI that's able to actually make you look younger or older. So there's already to me this kind of misinformation, distrust right. of the app or whatever, because, uh, I mean, everybody's probably got younger folders or, or images of themselves, and I think a lot of people probably use younger images. I mean, if you well, take one from yesterday, it's already younger yeah, than what you are well, today, but right? So. Go and look at, not so much with, uh, you know, Facebook, and but go take a look at some of the business oh, of course. photos. Like, I, I use LinkedIn for work a lot, yeah. and I'm like, how old's that picture? Yes, yes. It's like, I run into that too. But it was like 20 years ago, and LinkedIn wasn't even around yet. But even the TechCrunch photo, you know, there's a photo of me from 10 years ago from the TechCrunch. I still, and I don't have anything to do with this. You had four still, hairs back then. Still right? gets circulated. I did have four hairs back yes. then. Yeah. Still gets circulated all the time. Really? You know, so it, you, you can't even put the blame on a person a lot of times. You have to, you just, it's out there, right? But but if it's your profile, if you're actually doing this and you put it up there, like you said, on LinkedIn or or, or Tinder or whatever, uh, you know, you're not being real honest with that, first of all, I guess. And now you have artificial intelligence that can make you look even better if you wanted to. So and then on top of it, so now AI will write your profile for you. See, that's not where I thought you were going with the, the Tinder AI stuff, because I, I, I was thinking weird science. <laughs> it's like we're gonna create the perfect woman. So, I mean, the, right now, don't forget what, to put the bra on your head. That's the important part. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think that. Uh, so, I would imagine that most people don't know what to write about themselves, but they could probably say, you know, I'm I'm six two. I'm I'm this weight. I have whatever kind of color hair. Unless you're Brad Paisley. Yes. On MySpace. Right. Yeah. Who does a great job, right? Love that song. Well, but the, think of that song and how much for, I mean, at the time he was making jest of how people lied on their profiles on social media. Right. And look where it is now. Yeah. Nothing's changed. It's gotten worse. Yeah, it's gotten worse. A lot worse. So, but you can put your likes, your dislikes, whatever, and then AI will make uh, a profile for you. Out of that, you know, which I can see where that would be helpful and maybe even help with the truth a little bit, you know, because these are your likes and dislikes. Um, I mean, I, I do this with email all the time with artificial intelligence. I'll put in, like, I'm writing an email to you, I'll just put the highlights of what I want the email to say, and then it actually crafts the email from that, which I think is fantastic because it saves me an unbelievable amount of time. So it puts in the fill. That's correct. And 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 you know when it comes to email, that's the part I don't like. It's the and, fill. Just get to the point. Yeah. And you can put in if you want it compelling or funny or whatever. And I would imagine that you can probably do the same thing here. Heck, I, I would imagine you could just go to Chat GPT and do the same thing right now. Right. Copy it over and put it in Tinder and away you go. I mean, that's what I would do if I were going to do that because I don't have a lot of great things to say about myself, so I'm going to need an artificial intelligence to well, make me sound better. Okay, so there's there's two kinds of people, I think, that are out there. There are those who lie, just uh, totally embellish because they've 
for whatever reasons. Um, it, a lot of times it's either malicious because it, it's a scam or somebody's got a really bad self-esteem and they just they're they're lying about themselves to or the other group of people. And this is where I see some value. Um how do you talk about yourself? There's a lot of people that are a little sheepish about talking about themselves, you know, and tooting their own horn, which, yeah, who wants to do that? Because how do you come across without sounding braggadocious? Right. But, well, but I've got this, 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 this list of accomplishments, but you don't want to talk about them because then you're the jerk who's bragging about yourself. Right. So, People are very poor at crafting that statement. So I could see I could an do, AI I, place I, for that easily. I, I really do, too. So I think it's actually... Craft me a humble story about my profile and my accomplishments yeah. that and you I don't say, sound like a jerk. And, and I, you know, you can put stuff, I love to cook, I love to garden, but really hate mowing the yard. I mean, you can do stuff like this. And I don't do windows. I, I There you go. Or, or dust. I hate dusting. So you can put those things in there. and it might. And don't like knickknacks because you have to dust them. If, no. you, if you said something that, like, make this statement funny about the fact that I don't don't like the dust and don't, because I don't like knickknacks, it would craft something that might be kind of humorous that you could put in there. About what do you mean, Steve? Vacuums in the nude? What? <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Who wrote that? Please get that image out of my head. La 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 la. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, yeah. be careful with AI, right? So yeah. I can't get it out of my head. Oh my goodness. I'm not vacuuming now. Yeah, but you put it in there. <laughs> I'm just saying, you put it in there. You couldn't have even said with underwear on. You had to say See, that'll be my robot. My robot will vacuum. Does your robot vacuum vacuum naked though? Is what I want to know. Do robots wear clothes? That's they have a covering on them. Wow. Otherwise, you'd see all the electronic circuitry. Yeah. So I, so I would call that clothes, that, or sure. is that like a skin? Good question. Robots are naked. There you go. Robots are naked. Yeah. I'm gonna start dressing my robot. I, you know, <laughs> speaking of which, I, 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 I as, as you know, I'm heading out of town here again. But, but uh, I, uh, Did you track down the new uh, gonna, Astro replacement. I, I'm yet? gonna, I'm gonna get that ordered. Okay, have them send that up to us because we, it's time now for us to start playing with that robot. I yeah, think. because yeah. you got to get it ready for CES. There's that. And and there's also the fact that uh, you know when I need another diet root beer delivered to my office, I can just send the robot to get it. Oh, jeez! Don't can't you just send Alex? Alex, who's Alex? The golden retriever from the Strohs. Oh, yes, yes. Alex, go get me a. I need to get a golden retriever, yeah, obviously, or too. Golden retriever or robot. Or, yeah. yeah. You know, I always think you bring that up. It's like, hey, I want somebody to go get me my rip here. Um, and I always think about that uh, kid laying on the couch who calls his grandmother on the house phone. You can see her in the background. Hey, grandma, can I have another grape soda? Can you get me another grape soda? Um, you're 15 feet from the fridge, kid. Get off the couch. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so following his robot. So we're on the nicer side of, well, and I guess this isn't so bad either, but this is really interesting. So there's another dating app. I know you're surprised by that. Uh, there's a lot there's of dating two? apps. I know. There's two. There's two? There's two. 
New AI dating apps like Teaser.ai, T-E-A-S-E-R, for example, give users the ability to chat with an AI version of a potential match before swiping left or right. So now we're getting into the whole avatar world. Even relationship app uh, Flame, F-L-A-M-M-E, has asked a new AI-powered Ask Me Anything tool for users to receive dating advice. So... I don't know. What, what what do you think about actually having a conversation with a potential match before you have a conversation with the potential match? Remember that movie that came out a few years ago and, well, there was just a sequel? Avatar? Yes. So is that what we've become is dating avatars now? My avatar is going to date your avatar before... <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I, I am dead serious, Marlo. But, I don't know. Seriously. I'm, I'm laughing about this, but I'm 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 hearing but, but, but what you're that's, saying. That's what it's becoming, right? If, you you if, see where this is going. If you're if you're physically typing in a chat window asking questions and there's an AI version of the person of a potential chat that's answering these questions, I mean what if how do you train that AI to be who you are? That's the first thing I want to know. You're looking at me with this blank stare right now. I, I don't know how to answer yeah. that. I mean, do, is there, are there like things you put on your head now that that transfer your emotions, your your whatever, or is there just like a a series of questions that the AI asks you when you're signing up for it, and then it derives answers from these questions? No, That's I don't a like great cold question. soup. But yes, I like I like cats. Hate dogs. I don't like to dust because I don't like knickknacks. I mean, these are the. No, I don't like you... knickknacks because I don't like to dust. Okay. Well, thank you for you clarifying. You dust that. around those things. Yeah, you do. It's kind of a. You pain don't like gazpacho. <laughs> but I do like ice cream. Okay. So I mean, I do. You're like saying you don't like cold soup. Yeah, I like cold and hot cheese though. So do you microwave cheese and? In a, in in between two slices of bread, of course. Oh, see, I'll put it on a plate and just microwave it. Just a By itself. It. Yeah. Like, gee, there's cheese slice or. What does that do? Like Colby Jack or, or the shredded cheese. Just, it melts. And then what? You dip you it with it. The, just straight up? Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> I've never tried this before. I'll have to put it on my profile. You'll have to do that. <laughs> AI can oh. explain it because I can't. I just like it. Oh, my goodness. This is, this is crazy. So, yeah, we'll, we're going to dive into this a little bit more. I'm just saying. I'm curious what the chat would look like. Okay, now I'm visioning diving into melted cheese, which brings <laughs> something entirely different. <laughs> Sorry. That, a big pot of Velveeta. I didn't, I didn't think that's where we were going with that. but oh, I didn't think so either, but I went there. Sorry. I don't know what to think about this. But you're exactly right. Yeah. It's, so if I have it's avatars dating avatars, I'm like, where's the real people? Where's the real personal interaction? Where's so, so then the AIs are going to say, hey, you two should go on a date. I mean, is that's what is that what's going to happen here? Well, okay, are the AIs so, going to actually text the potential match and so say, hey, do you circumvent Steve's interested in you, Wendy? You should go out on a date with. Do him. you circumvent dating? So your avatars will date. And your, your avatars, hey, maybe they date around, you never know, and then go, yeah, it's been a good two years, and you two should meet and get married now. 
Really? Wow. I, I Well, if you think about it, I mean, dating's expensive. It's time-consuming. It's kind of a pain in the butt. And, and that's been a lot of the explosion of the dating apps is like, to where do you meet people? I wish I, wish I could remember this movie. I just watched it a couple weeks ago. Uh, and You've got mail. <laughs> and it's two clones, robotic clones of people. They have outlawed them, but they go to. But some people have them, and they go to work for them. And these two people use their clones to go out on dates for them. Oh, wait a minute! And, I, I saw a preview for that a while ago. And they ago. both end up dating. The robots end up dating each other because usually it's like the robot and another person. And then when it's supposed to get a little more intimate, then it's just like it. Then the other person comes in, and and of course it's a little awkward and weird because it's a lot awkward. And they've weird. gotten to know the robot, and here now there's the real person, and they're really not like what the robot is. But you know, was, anyway, these two robots end up you know getting together and falling in love and all this other stuff, and the two real people are chasing them across the country because they're they're working for them as well, so they're losing income and everything else. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. What, what happened to you? Well, our avatars. Yeah. <laughs> the Tech Ranch. Super Talk 12 Ranch. Let's rejoin Marlo and Steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology. You know, we need these these uh, commercial breaks to be a little longer. Why? You know, eating a double cheeseburger and some french fries and what do we have? Three and a half minutes? You scarfed. I did. You did too. You even got a little... Uh, 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 Frisch's tartar sauce. I've never had that before. Really? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good stuff. It, it was. It's like you don't find it in the local grocery store, though, do you? So Frisch's, not to give you the history of this, but Frisch's actually had big boys. Oh, okay. It's a family name. And then they applied for a national tartar sauce day like three or four years ago. And that's how we have a relationship with Frisch's now. Uh, and they they send us tartar sauce occasionally. <laughs> it's pretty good with French fries, isn't it? it? It was. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's. A, it's I've a, never had tartar sauce on French fries. <laughs> well, mayonnaise. Yeah. Ranch. Yeah. Not. Not tartar, tartar sauce. sauce. It's not terrible. It was pretty good. Yeah. If you have a good tartar sauce. You got to have that's, a good tartar That's sauce. right. It's not all tartar sauces. So, yeah. I don't know if you can get Frisch's around here in the Bismarck Mandan. I have not seen it in a store. So, but I'm sure people listening to us are going, hey, we have it in our store. But we don't have it here. So, Frisch's, Bismarck Mandan, North Dakota, would like maybe to have some of your stuff in one of our stores. Or you can just stop by your office because you order it by the case. That's true. So you could sample it here. Yeah. Or maybe we should sell it out the front door. Could. You just gave me an idea, actually. Uh-oh. We should sell the like the National Day stuff that we represent. We should have like a marketplace right in front of our store. Like a National Day cafe slash store? I'd call it marketplace. The marketplace? National Day Marketplace. Featuring all the different products that we do for National Days. How many products are there? I, well, we have. I've like, never sat down and because there's multiple products per day, so I've never sat well, down and. Well, when we say products, I mean it's lemon meringue pie or or ice right. cream day or whatever, right? So, yeah, I mean there's 1,500 national days. That's a lot. So it'd be a lot of products. There's a lot of ice cream days. That would be really good. We could have an ice cream cooler up front. And whiskey days. There's a lot of whiskey days. There's a lot of alcohol days. Yes. 
Just think of the great things we could make with whiskey and ice cream. Oh, or rum and ice cream, right? Brandy and ice cream. See, there's all kinds of stuff here. We're getting off topic now, but we're talking uh, about it's dating. a good topic. We're talking about dating, so maybe that's why. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I I'm still kind of blown away by this um, avatar thing. The avatars will date. You don't have to date so, anymore. How do you know? I mean, do they give you a thing? Like if you're if you're chatting with a potential match on one of these apps, right? Are they are they showing you that it's the AI that you're chatting with? Why are you actual, asking me? I'm just <laughs> I'm just throwing it out in the ether right now. Oh, okay, that's all. These are I just these no are idea. just questions that I have about this because I, you know, when you have a conversation with somebody and you know it's going well or whatever. Uh, or not going well, you kind of know that right away. How do, how do you determine that chatting to an AI? I just, I don't know. You know, I can think about this, though. It, AI is never going to have bad breath. That's true. No chronic halitosis there. That's true. <sighs> Seems like a lonely world we're going into, though. It is, and... and it, it's it's dating aside. It's we're social beings and crave social interaction. Right. It, it, how does that work when everybody's disengaging and your social is online? Right. Uh, I, I I don't know where that's going, and I don't know if I want to know where that's going. Well, part of I mean the, the biggest part of dating is is getting to know people. Right. right? And if you're taking that element away, the ability to, to chat and have conversations or whatever with an actual physical being, now that we're going to be chatting with AIs, I, I don't even know how to react to this. I, now, I really don't. The other side is from a productivity aspect. I mean, look at how much time and effort and money and expense and things that go into dating. And and oh, I don't have to do that. My My avatar can do that. How much money did I save? How much time? Did I, it's like... I don't need to go out on this date this weekend. I'm going fishing with my friends. Sure. Okay. And my avatar will take care of that part yeah. of it. For me. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Sure. I, I don't know. Well, I think about this even after you're married. I'm like, hey, I don't. <laughs> I have no interest in going to your cousin's wedding. So I'm going to send my avatar. Come on. That could be a thing. I'm in for that. Yeah, but I think Alexa has the aha uh-huh feature already, so you can just set that up. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Why are you laughing? Well, it's like the whole clone thing. It's <laughs> send your avatar. I don't have to go to the wedding. Oh. I'm going to the game. Let me tell you how my day was. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> is it live or is it Memorex? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just. I could go on vacation. My wife would never know. I'm, I'm she wouldn't know I was yeah, gone. That's right. That's right. I just, I'm such a fan of. She may prefer it. Artificial intelligence for it. Yeah, she might actually. I have a funny feeling mine would too. But I'm such a fan of artificial intelligence with the productivity side of things. And you're kind of getting to the productivity side of things with dating here now too. But I just don't know how I feel about this because I, I think 
you're right. We're social creatures. And I think part of the process is learning, getting to know people and things. And I don't know how an AI helps you with that. I just don't oh, know. Come on. Think back to your high school days. How, you, aw- how aw- I know this a while. How awkward was that first kiss? What first kiss? Okay. Well, in your case, uh, think about how awkward that first. Your avatar's already <laughs> took care of that. There's no awkward here. <laughs> High school days in a first kiss. You obviously do not know me well. I don't have to worry about a prom date. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. My avatar true. is going to prom. Wow. All right. There's a lot of places that could go. I'm putting these pages about AI and dating apps over to the side here because I want to move on to other stuff. Really? Not really, but... I, really? <laughs> it's interesting, right? All right. Voyager and Airbus will operate Starlab private space station via transatlantic joint venture. So the International Space Station, right, been up for a long time. And... Uh, so Voyager Space and Airbase, Airbus Defense and Space are expanding their existing relationship via a new joint venture focused on the design, build, and operation of the Starlab Commercial Space Station. I'm just surprised it's been up as long as it has because Skylab didn't last that long. So it's interesting that we now have things other than, I mean, these are commercial ventures that are going to actually put a lab into space. That you can go hang out at for the weekend. I think that'd be cool. It would. I'm waiting for the hotel. I think one of the hotel chains actually has some type of rights. I read about this a while back. Like, like Hilton, space on the moon. Like Hilton or somebody already has plans to put an orbital uh, around the world that is a hotel. So you would fly up there and stay there for the weekend and fly back. That would be an interesting hotel experience. Yeah, I'm just going to go hang by the pool in outer space. <laughs> <There is> snow pool. <laughs> How does that work? That way you go to the. Well, is that why you go to hotels? Is for the pool experience? That's it. Well, usually I go to a hotel for work, but uh, occasionally I might get a vacation in. Okay. If you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Welcome to the School for Startups Minute with Jim Beach. This week we are talking about the new book, 10 Ways to Get Sued by Anyone and Everyone, trying to show you what not to do so you don't get sued. Today we're talking about the importance of having a written plan, not your business plan before you get started, but a written plan each and every year. I'll tell you why in just a second. If you want to learn more about low-risk, zero-creativity entrepreneurship, please check out the full-length version of the School for Startups Minute at schoolforstartupsradio.com. The radio show and podcast won the Small Business Administration Media Award and features amazing guests, billionaires, millionaires, and their stories, thought leaders and their insights on leadership, personal growth and starting businesses, practitioners teaching best practices on SEO, net marketing, fundraising, and operations, all filtered through the knowledge that anyone can become a successful entrepreneur. Check out schoolforstartupsradio.com. 
Most small businesses should be an LLC, a limited liability corporation. That prevents you from losing your house if the business gets sued. Well, if you don't update the book that comes with your new LLC every year, that liability can be punctured. Every year, you must be able to show that you had a meeting and talked about the business, including the plan. Make sure you update that book. Get ready for Unriveted Radio on Super Talk 1270. If you love cars, if classics and customs are your passion, join Travis Feist, Rob McLeod, and their special guests talking all things automotive and Bismarck Man Dan every Saturday morning at 10 on Riveted Radio. Presented by Dakota Customs on the Strip and Man Dan, your full service custom garage on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. AM Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. Here's the latest from ABC News. I'm Michelle Franzen. GOP candidates fanning out to key states campaigning this weekend. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis campaigning in Iowa, and so is Vivek Ramswamy. Later today, former President Trump will speak at a Republican event in South Carolina. ABC's Mary Alice Parks is in Columbia and says it comes just days after Trump was arraigned on four felony counts in the grand jury indictment into efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Trump facing four new charges about his attempt to stay in power in the latest indictment, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, specifically the January 6th certification of the results, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights to deprive people of their right to vote and have their votes be counted. Trump pleaded not guilty on all counts. In Georgia, police say the husband of Amani Roberson has been charged with her murder. That after police say they located her body. Amani was last seen July 16th when she left her parents' home with her two youngest children. Two days of peace talks being held in Saudi Arabia this weekend. The goal? To end the war in Ukraine. But Russia is not participating, blaming Ukraine for attacking one of its oil tankers. Here's ABC's Ian Panel, who's in Ukraine. Russia claiming that it suffered another maritime drone attack overnight. Videos circulating online appear to show the moment a Russian oil tanker was struck in the Black Sea. Russian maritime authorities say the explosion punched a hole in the vessel's engine room. This, of course, comes a day after another attack on a Russian warship, also by what appears to be a sea drone, again captured in videos circulating online. After the shooting of two police officers in Orlando on a manhunt, authorities say they located the suspect in a motel this morning. They say that the officers shot and killed him when he fired back. You're listening to ABC News. Super Talk 1270, Bismarck Area Weather. With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. For today, showers and thunderstorms with a high near 70. Tonight, showers and storms possible with a low around 57. Mostly sunny, breezy, and a high of 80 on your Sunday. Sunshine and 81 for Monday. More showers and storms by Tuesday. Breezy with a high near 81. Grandpa's barbecue sauce is perfect for summer grilling. Pick up a bottle at grandpasbbqshop.com. Currently 69 degrees. Millions estimate their benefits online so they can do what they want offline. 
Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. You care for the house, the kids, and our future. A Shiro's day is never done. So let's start saving a little more now. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings. Visit aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Conservative talk without apology. The regular Joe show with Joe Giganti. Weekday evenings at 9 on Super Talk 1270 and the free Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. So, yeah, the first space hotel plans to open in 2027. You know, going from the dating thing to that, it's got to be a sandals. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's avatars in space is what it will be. So it's an aerospace company is preparing for the advent of tourism in outer space. I'm just reading 2027. 2027. So that's uh, four years from four now? Four years. That's quick. The Sacramento startup Orbital Assembly Corporation, AOC, has announced plans to open a space hotel by 2027. I'd as, like to send AOC to space, but... As the first of its kind, Voyager Station is slated to be a luxury resort designed to accommodate 280 guests and 112 crew members, complete with a restaurant, a bar, a concert hall, a gym, and even a cinema. Do you think you two will be the first group to play up there as well? Maybe. Is it going to have a rooftop? <laughs> well, they, they're they opening in the sphere, you know, so. So is it going to be? Vegas. Well, so here's a better question. So, and I've seen this before on the hotels. So how do you put a hotel in space? But is it more like a cruise ship? Well, that's when, so when it announces the way a spaceship it, into yes. space and or a space station. Yep. So it's more like, a, um, you know, I think we're a ways from deep space nine. Yeah. But you'd put a ship into space. Right. So. And that, that's exactly what it sounds like to me. Slated to be a luxury resort, resort designed to accommodate 280 guests and 112 crew members. That sounds exactly like the ratio on a cruise ship. Yeah. So, yeah, I see that being I exactly how I see this. Are you going to you going to go in the Caribbean this weekend or are you going to go into outer space? I'm going to take the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah for a while anyway. Yeah, for a while yeah. anyway. Yeah. So, but that's that's the choice that we're going to have, right? In the near future, uh celestial getaways, um I'm just kind of reading through here. <laughs> that's what they're calling them, celestial getaways. You realize that's going to be a space on Wheel of Fortune, right? <laughs> Congratulations, you just won an all-expense-paid trip to space. To, to Voyager. <laughs> Luxury accommodations include a cafe with space food, including space ice cream. 
<laughs> the ice cream sandwich that that melts in your mouth. Not It'll really, be on but, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, it will. wouldn't that be hilarious? Oh my goodness, I could. That is hilarious. I could see it already. Yeah. Except it won't be Pat Sajak. It won't be. No, it'll be Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. But I bet you're right. And I'll still be there. <laughs> I bet you're right, though. At sometime in the future, oh, you're going to be able to win a trip for two to... Uh, you know Voyager it's showing up on game shows. Oh, it my goodness. It is going to show up on game shows. That is so good. That is so good. So would you do this? Would you would you would you take a two day trip or three day trip to space? I will take any trip that's not a three hour tour. Okay. That didn't end well. I wonder how expensive this will be. Gilligan's Island didn't No, it did not. Yeah. Well, they're still there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, those poor people. No, I, I would go to space in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I now there's a difference between space and space. Because there's the, what is it, 62 miles is the line, I forget what it's called, the line of demarcation where that's where the gravity, so that's kind of the mark that they shoot for when you see these tourist rockets that go up, is they just hit that mark, right. now you're experiencing zero gravity. Right. Right. This is actually into outer space right. and in orbit, and you're going to hang out there for a while. Yeah. we got to figure out the pool thing, though. Well, it's, it looks like they have some type of artificial gravity. I'm sure it'll be spinning or whatever. Now, so. If you think about it, though, imagine the tan you'd get by the pool. Oh, yes. There's no nothing. None of that feel. ozone, yeah, pesky the, ozone yeah. to block the sun's rays. <laughs> Don't get burned now. <laughs> open air. <laughs> I mean, not open air, but, but windows are windows are literally your only filter. So, so what right? do you need, SPF 1000? <laughs> my bald spot on my head will be red, like, right now. I will have to wear a cap. Oh, it is red right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know how they have nude beaches and nude resorts? Okay, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's another space, too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, you know, I, it'll be curious to see by that time. So that's four years from now. You'd go, wouldn't you? Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been wanting to get to space. So. Well, you work with NASA, so... Don't you have some pull? I might have a, some here or there. But the thing is, is that, you know. This is all the, private. The era of be, being somebody who goes to space is, you know, you know, right now there's like 579 Americans that have been into space. That number in the next four or five years is just not even going to be a thing to even count anymore. You know, but, you know, are you are you just a visitor or are you an astronaut? They're going to have to kind of right. define the line a little bit. Well, I there's a, t a TV commercial about, ah, I forget the product, but um, I'm an astronaut. You went up in gravity and came back down because the guy was still wearing his boots. Right. His astronaut boots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an astronaut now. No, you're not an astronaut. You're a space tourist. That's exactly right. You floated for eight seconds. And hey, I might have an down. in for you. I got a really good friend who's yeah. friends with Richard Branson. Oh, yeah. So I might get you. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Get you bumped up. Virgin Intergalactic, I'd yeah. be okay with that in a heartbeat. He does it right. Yeah, he does. Actually, he does. So that would be fun. Yeah, so I, th I think that would be that would be fun to do, go to space in an asteroid to, to uh, spend a couple of days up there in a luxury scenario as opposed to in a cramped space or in a spacecraft, you know. That usually has no room. 
So to go to a place that actually has space and has a cafe and all that good stuff. Yeah. So I'm still thinking of the whole cruise ship thing and shuffleboard on the deck might be a little difficult. <laughs> might be. Yes. They'll have to change that. You know, if, you know, what happens if it just floats over and lands type of thing? A whole new strategy. Oh, hey, cornhole. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The cornhole yeah. tournament up on, in space. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of how far are the boards apart now? Like, yeah. like 30 feet? Yeah. 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 30 miles? Yeah. And... Well, you can you can take it to, you know, 200 feet anyway. Yeah. No, no problem. We'll just float it over. It'll get there. <laughs> It'll get there. That's too funny. <laughs> uh, Google pulls its AI test kitchen app from Play Store and App Store. So they're, they had an AI test kitchen. Really? That you could uh, uh, play in. Uh, let's see. Like inventing different recipes or? Well, yeah, you you're, wanted, being, you're you being too literal here. And... Yeah, the App Store to focus solely on the web platform. The company launched the AI Test Kitchen experience last year to let users interact with projects powered by different AI models such as Lambda 2. Here we back to Lambda again. See, I want to get back to food. The first set of experiments included the model breaking down a goal into different subsets and talking about dogs to check if the system sticks to the topic. So it was it was a test kitchen that wasn't really you know kitchen as in a not place like not like one a of those place chef that, competitions. No, no, no. Ramsey wasn't there, but they shut it down. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's funny that Lambda, Lambda, Lambda keeps coming back all the time, right? <laughs> Who would have thought that Revenge of the Nerds would be used as a... So Lambda is actually short for L-A-M-D-A. I forget what it's short for, but I, I just think it's hilarious that that was in the 80s. <laughs> and they were a bunch of geeks. A lot of good stuff came out of the 80s. And here understand. we are. In the 2020s now, and, and Lambda is back. They would be all over this. They I never think. went anywhere. Yeah, Google confirmed the move to nine to five Google, which first noted the apps being pulled and said that AI that the AI test kitchen will focus on just the web experience, as it is easy to push updates to just one platform. So you went from nerds to Dolly Parton, just okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think nine to five Google is their new platform for AI testing. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. And the Bankers hours. It, what the heck? Is uh, because of OpenAI, ChatGPT, uh, are they're much further along than this test kitchen, so they just scrapped it. So there you go. AI's. So you're in, and you keep moving along with the iterations of ChatGPT. Which uh, which version are you at now? How many have there been since well, ChatGPT came out? Well, they had an early version of three. Which they were uh, actually, beta I had, testing. I think and, they had two point five as well. I mean, obviously they've had one, one and a half, right. two. Uh, I think two point two point five was like the earliest. <clears throat> and you can still, if you have the, if you get the API to ChatGPT, you can actually access two point five, but up to four. So I use, I almost, it defaults to three point five, uh, but I just switch it over to four because I see, I, I feel that four is much smarter. more. I don't know if I would better call looking, it smarter. Taller, yeah, there you go. I like the better looking part. No, I think um, I think four is more creative than three point five. Three point five to me is the logical thinker. So if I need to have something that's logically thought out, not saying that four can't do this too, but but four really is much more creative in, in its arguments. If you were going to actually 
you know, do a little debate with it. It'll actually, and if I, if I give it, present it in an idea, for example, it'll come back and it won't, it won't just give you why the idea is good or bad. It'll actually say, that's a wonderful idea, or that's really, this is what you'd have to do to make this work. It, it's not really the greatest idea. Type you ever have one so, come back and go, God, that was dumb. Not yet. Yet. That's because all I have is wonderful ideas. Well, I, so. I wasn't talking about you specifically. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. If I was to use it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, let me get a drink of water here. Which meant that you were supposed to talk while I was drinking, you know. Oh. Oh. Much better. I, I'm not good at ventriloquism. My... <laughs> My eyes are watering, which tells me <laughs> that there is something in the air today. So Uh-oh. a little allergy stuff. Now they could figure that out. It's probably I would, smoke. So damn that. Canadian still. I hope not. Hope that's not the case. Uh the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold Five. Have you been thinking about this? You know, they're intriguing, although I don't like the commercials. I haven't seen the commercials. Yeah, this chick with this really obnoxious kind of thing maybe british accent it's just I, I would think about getting the phone except the marketing piece for me right is horrible interesting well maybe if they come up with a new commercial you'll think about it more seriously the tech ranch back ranch let's rejoin marlo and steve as they guide us through the fascinating world of technology so aside from marketing though um have you been thinking about I'm still trying to have a. I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around. Okay, at some point the screen's got to crack. So I think that's the first thing that everybody thinks about is that you're right because it doesn't make any sense that you could fold it, unfold it, and keep going this way and it would not crack. Well, I'm going to throw another layer on that. Okay. Winter, right? So it gets cold. It gets things get cold. Right. Things get brittle. Right. In the winter, I I I would see that being an issue although i will say this remember when touchscreens first came out in vehicles right yeah and they were not that good they because were not good. they didn't like winter and now, if you left your cell phone in the car overnight right. in the winter right didn't like that right um do you have a problem with touchscreens today not at all not at all so, so they are get, they in the same space yeah this this new touchscreen technology and the foldable technology I'm going to give you a quick little story uh, from like Here's a story. six or seven. Yeah. <laughs> of a lovely cell phone. Eight years ago, maybe, whatever, at CES. <laughs> so this, I'm just visiting with this gentleman, and I have an interview of this somewhere. And you should bust that out. Yes. And visiting with him, and he's talking about how jellyfish inspired him to create this screen. Like actual jellyfish. Jellyfish. Stung by jellyfish, but notices that they're luminescent, right? What, what's your favorite jellyfish? Strawberry. Strawberry rhubarb, yes. <laughs> wow, we're on the same page there. Very, a little scary. <laughs> anyway, um, so I started to look into this. They glow. They glow. And he basically used that inspiration to make this this film, this luminescent film, right? And as I'm talking to him, he pulls this little like a napkin out of his out of his pocket and then proceeds to open it. 
and it becomes like this large screen and then there are images that he's projecting from his spark device onto it. So he had a little little wireless thing going on to this thing. And then when he's done, he folded it back up and put it in his pocket. Interesting. And I looked at that and I'm like, isn't this going to be something in the future where you carry your large screen with you in your pocket or your purse or whatever? And whenever you need a large screen, you just unfold it, set it up. Because it's there's nothing to it. Is that an 85-inch screen in your pocket, yeah. or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> so that technology is what's actually fueling our devices now. Jellyfish. Because they're, they're like jellyfish, where they're not brittle. They're soft to the touch. Uh, they don't take a lot of power. They're very, very efficient when it comes to power usage, which is why the length of our devices as far as you know the time that you can use them has expanded a lot because the the screen doesn't take as much well, power think of it in terms of fiber optics right yeah you know, it doesn't take a whole lot to move that data down that fiber optic line and then on top of it you know like even when you crack your screen like that protective glass over the top of it your 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 screen it actually the phone still works it's because all you've cracked is that protective feature over the top of the screen a lot of times it really doesn't need that and that's actually why the foldables work is because they've removed that that plat or that the screen glass part over the top of it and now it just folds back and forth so it's it's a really interesting technology that will revolutionize how we do things moving forward and especially moving into the trans portability, I'm making up a word here, of how we, you know, interact with our devices. Um, I was having a conversation with Jim Silrum the other day, and he's talking about docking. And, you know, we should get docks that we can just put, plug our laptops into, and that way we can have, we can be more mobile, right? Which is a good idea. But, you know, then you start thinking about what's about ready to come on us here with these foldable screens and everything else. And, and you know, you just have to get what you want to, what you need to get through with what you're doing right now. You can't be thinking about the future. Or you'll never buy anything. But Well, that's uh, how fast technology is moving. That's it's like, I mean, there's a reason that as soon as you buy something, it's obsolete right. in a couple weeks, yeah, hours. <laughs> so... Anyway, I just that was a really interesting conversation, and, and it's fun that you know I've I've watched this technology move from that interview. Which How long was, ago was that? This is probably seven, eight years, maybe it's even longer than that now. But I was totally blown away by this technology. They actually won my pick of the year uh, that year at CES. But now seeing this stuff being trans, you know, from that kind of idea that this gentleman had, he's a doctor, by the way. And uh, um, turn this thing into this this amazing technology for screen use is inspired by jellyfish. So isn't that something? Uh, that that is. I mean, you're sitting back just yeah. thinking about it right now. So I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, that, it is. It well, is. I, it's, it's, think about the technological advances we've made by just things around us in nature. That is true. And we should pay more attention to some of we those should. things, too. Yeah. I think, Slow I think a down. Lot yep. Be aware of your surroundings. Yep. Don't text and drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, we forgot to mention this before we get into the Galaxy Z here, Fold. Um, drone camp next weekend oh. in Tioga, North Dakota. Yes. Drone camp for kids. 
So I don't know if they have any space left at the event, but if you have children between the ages of like fifth grade and a high school senior, uh, they're able and eligible to go to drone camp if there's still space left. But go check it out. Just Google space or space camp. To, uh, drone camp for kids, Tioga, North Dakota. Um, anybody across the country can attend. It's uh, I think it's like 100 uh, students that can attend this thing. But it's really, you know, we get a lot of uh, people from North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, and some Canadians that come down for it too. So, okay. But if you uh, are interested, it's a great couple days, and uh, I'm really looking for. I'll be there. Oh, I'm cool. forward to Hanging it. Hanging out with Dennis Lindahl. Yeah, yeah, I've done that now. This is... Is this the eighth year now, something like that? It's yeah, really it's a great going, program. Well, he was telling me, too, there's uh, one coming up um, in New Salem, North Dakota. Yeah, they're expanding yeah, uh, the drone camp. They're taking the drone camp. Well, yeah. And it's under a different name, but they're expanding that drone camp because where UAV is gone or UAS or whatever you want to call it, which I, I, can the industry at least figure out which direction they want to go first? <laughs> um, but... There is such a market share for that and the opportunities within UAV or UAS for kids and just from a career path and yeah, it it should be expanded. So um, other opportunities for kids to to go to camp and and check out some of the, the drone stuff. Yeah. All right. For the Fold. So the new Fold 5, it's... um. You know, the, the first thing, the reason I don't carry one, by the way, is because I think it's too, I just don't like how thick and bulky it is. It's thick when you it fold is. it over. Yeah, yeah. And I like the thin design. I'll put up with a little smaller screen because I like the, you know, that it's a little thinner. But the new one is actually thinner, just so you know. So people who are interested in, in moving up from the fold that they might have now. How's it work with my wallet? I do not know the answer to that. Because they're going to have to come up with a different case slash right, wallet right, for that. Right, because you need to have yours so that well, it opens up as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I use my phone case as a wallet. You, you do. Know, my credit cards. Yes. and Yes. So, you know, you get the bigger screen. It's a 5.3-inch screen when it's unfolded. Isn't that something? That's huge. It's, it's pretty big. I mean, what's interesting about it, too, is that there's some promotions coming out. Like, uh, you get the NFL Pass package with your new fold which i think is really an interesting way to market it because then you can watch your football games on the go the tech ranch super talk 1270 technology comes alive let's dive back into the conversation with marlo and steve and don't forget to check out thetechranch.com for more so i need to clarify this to you the actual fold when opened is 7.6 inches that's a big screen I mean, you think about... It's like 12 years ago when cell phones got huge. Right. Well, I mean, my phone now is huge. So this this screen that I have right here, the Galaxy S device is a 6.8-inch Ultra. So that's what I have now. But, you know, you add another inch around this thing, and it makes this the viewable area significantly larger again. So it's pretty big. And... It wasn't that long ago when the 9-inch television was a thing. 
Isn't that something? The little portable one you carry, a little Wasn't black a, and white. I mean, think about further back to that. But yeah, well, you you so, had to carry a long one. Yeah, but I, but what what what's that like a six inch? Yeah, thing? it might be a little larger than what you're yeah, doing there. So because I had a TV that was like that. Yeah, I had to carry around one too. Yeah, but, you carried it, a little radio, AM yeah. FM radio slash and, and, TV. And then when I was growing up, really the 19 inch was about the only choice you had, or smaller. Yeah. So unless you had the big console that was the stereo and the TV and the right, right. But I think the 19-inch television was built into that too. The console just made it seem bigger because you had the, like you said, all the other stuff built into it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like carrying a small television in your pocket now. It's it's kind of crazy. Well, you and I had this discussion though. It's like at, at what point is do you just forego the phone and go to a small tablet? Or vice versa. Right. Just depending on how you want to look at it. Right. Because you said you you can download an app onto a tablet and it can make phone calls. Right. Right. Easy. Well, I mean, if you use like WhatsApp, why not? Do you use WhatsApp, by the way? No, I need to get on that one, though, because you told me I had to. So, speaking of Jim, he hadn't used it either. So now this is two people that I know that don't have it. You know how many people have downloaded that app? Five billion with a b with a b that's more than mcdonald's has served (laughs) is i think there's what 7.6 billion people on the planet right and everybody has the app and two two thirds of those people five eighths of those people that anyway have this one app who owns that app uh meta does now they didn't they didn't build it originally but they they bought bought it. it yeah they're making money so the thing with with WhatsApp, if you didn't know this, is you can just text or phone anybody in the world without any charges, as long as you have a data plan attached right. to it. You have to be in a Wi-Fi or use your data on your phone. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so like, you know, I do some business over in Germany, and the people that I work with, we just use WhatsApp to talk to. So each it's other. no different than if you're on a Zoom or a Team call, and you have the option of either dialing in. Um, with your Wi-Fi or cellular data, right, right, same thing. It's, I mean, there's plenty of options out there to, you know, make calls now worldwide without having additional charges to it. But I think WhatsApp was kind of a leader in that space early on, and it, it integrates with your phone. So, so you how can does just that make work when you call. travel then? So because if you travel outside the United States or United States and Canada. Um, there's places you have to have an additional, an add-on to your phone plan. If you're Europe is huge cellular side yeah. of it, right? You can or drop a different type of SIM card in or whatever, right? But if you're in a Wi-Fi area, it doesn't matter, right? So all you, you have to, to do is be connected to a Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi and then just use WhatsApp, and you don't have to worry about that's any correct. Of that. That's correct. Which a lot of people do, by the way. So they'll they'll buy a phone, not even get a plan. Burner phone. Just get a phone, and then if you don't, if you know, like if you're, I'm just picking in Europe or China or whatever, right? Yeah. You just find a Wi-Fi area, and you can do all the business you want to using WhatsApp. Yeah, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. That is cool. Yeah, yeah. So if you were, you know, if you lived in an area, for example. With your little burner phone. But Bond, are, James Bond. But there are towns that that you have feel like a spy over in Europe that have Wi-Fi throughout the throughout the town. Right, right. It's just like a free public Wi-Fi. And there are tourist areas now that offer down their entire 
like tourist district, free Wi-Fi to whoever comes into that area. Well, they're okay. trying to do that in the United States from a travel perspective. They want along all the interstates yes. to be Wi-Fi. Yes. You're starting at rest areas. That's that's one of the first places you. So if you live in one of those areas, or you live in a you know in a building that uh, and work in a building that has Wi-Fi accessibility, do you actually need a cell plan? No. If you don't travel much, no. what do you need a cell plan for? You could make all the calls you want to. You could text all day long. You could uh, order your food. You could do all this stuff and never, ever pay for a cell plan. See, now, if you don't have a cell plan and you're just tapping into the Wi-Fi at work like that. And remember back in the day when everybody's cell plan had free long distance? Oh, yes. And, it was such a big deal. But only on the weekends? Yeah, yeah. So everybody waited to make their or, right. or free data on the weekends. Right. Otherwise, you had to pay for right. each. Yeah, so you make all your calls at work. People would do that all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, after, it was free on weekends. Free on Some, weekends. Sometimes after 9 p.m., you can make free phone calls, oh, yeah. too. You know, it was always after, on those off-peak times. You know, so yeah, that's kind of funny. All right. Well, anyway, the uh, the Fold Five Z is now available. I, I've heard um, that it can be available for as little as nine hundred ninety nine dollars with a plan somewhere. That's so, cheap. Yeah, nowadays it, it seems cheap, cheap right? Now, here's well, a I just had a new offer. Yeah, it's amazing how big it that's is huge. when yeah. it unfolded. Right, just showing that to you. So. Yeah, it's a pretty big phone. So that's like a tablet. It folds up to be a, yeah. like like a small tablet. Yeah. It really is that small. So it's impressive. You no, know, it's funny. I, uh, <laughs> I've talked to a couple of people that have them, and they, they're they not going back. They absolutely Same hooked. here. Hooked. Same here. I have a couple of people that I know that have them too. And, and you know, a couple of them have the screen on the outside as well. So they don't have to open oh, yeah. them up to answer the phone or do their stuff. But they can open it up if they want to view stuff or do more work with them, right? And you're right, same thing. Hooked on them. They think it's the best thing since sliced bread. So I, so I find that interesting. I don't know if they've come out with it yet, but they were working on a docking station for it as well. So you can hook into a docking station with that. So it would function like a small tablet or a small right. laptop. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure there's ways that, I mean, easy to put a Bluetooth um, keyboard and mouse yeah. to it if you want and, and um, you know, project that screen onto a monitor or even a TV screen. You know, a lot of people nowadays, uh, if you haven't thought about this before, I mean, a lot of televisions, you know, 4K, 8K televisions are just as good as computer monitors. Oh, yeah. And uh, I know a couple people who have just gone to that. And then you have a 35, 40, 50-inch computer monitor that you're working off of instead. And, and the resolution is every bit as good as a computer monitor. Oh, I do that occasionally. So. I, I Wi-Fi into my television set. Okay. I have that mirroring capability yep. with yep. right off my phone. Yep. I can go read emails and yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And they're big enough for me to read. <laughs> so, do you do that often? Do you actually mirror your phone quite often? Not a lot. I maybe two, three times a month. Okay. Interesting. But it makes it because my TV, of course, has got a camera in it. So if I'm doing. Uh, a Zoom call or a Teams meeting or one of those other platforms because there's a lot of them out there now. Um, I can do it right on my television in my in my family room. Yep. Well, here's a little bit of news that everybody's going to love. 
IRS will finally let most Americans file taxes online next year. Thank you, finally. That took long enough. Taxpayers can go entirely paperless for filing season 2024 with the IRS targeting 2025 for complete paperless processing. So there you go. They figure it'll save, what do they read here, 200 million sheets of paper a year. So it must be part of the Paperwork Reduction Act of 1976. <laughs> I used to crack up. You know, the, you leave it to the government to come up with these crazy names for stuff, right? The Paperwork Reduction Act of 1976 actually added two additional pages to the end of every document talking about the Paperwork Reduction Act of 1976. Who lobbied for that? You can't make that. Was it the paper industry? Well, it had to be, right? Was it Georgia Pacific? I just I just laugh about that. Every time I see that, like at the end of like the IRS instruction booklet for Form 1040, whatever, right? If you go get that, get the physical copy and go to the very back page, there's two pages dedicated to, in fact, one of them actually says, this page has been left intentionally blank. Just a cost more for trees. And then the next page will talk about the information or the uh, Paperwork Reduction Act of 1976, which is like a paragraph. So the rest of it's left blank, too. And you just look at that and you're like, are you kidding me? And yet, and yet here they're talking about um, how it's going to save uh, 200 pieces of, of paper a year. So what do you believe? I don't know. You know, it, it, it's funny because if you think about in North Dakota, our state how long it took to get digital at right. the Secretary of State's office. Yep. And the running joke was the former Secretary of State, before he retired, uh, there were all these photos floating around because he had stacks and stacks and stacks of folders yes. on his desk. Yes, yes. Famous for it because he had to physically look at every piece of uh, application and, and information that went across his desk. And it, it, it was mind-numbing. Like, you talk about... A waste of paper by a department not being digital. It was crazy. Yep. I mean, it, like, I'm not talking short stacks. I'm talking four foot stacks of folders on the desk. It was insane. But, you know, there's a lot of things that we should just be digital now anyway. Because if you're looking at the security side of stuff, is it more secure having a piece of paper floating around or is it more secure being encrypted and in, in digital now? I, you know, I think we've gotten over that cybersecurity side of things and we're getting into a place where what shouldn't be. I, when I was the mayor of, of Bismarck, that was one of the first things I did is like, why are we not using DocuSign? Uh, because... Something needed to get signed. I'd have right. to run down to City Hall right. and sign, physically sign it right. because we couldn't use a digital sig uh, signature that right. was already um, already prepared. You had to sign on the form. Yep. I'm like, so it took about six months. We got everything switched over to DocuSign. We eliminated a lot of paper. A lot of efficiency went into that. It was just things were quicker. Yep. I could be somewhere halfway across the country and oh okay contract came in for something and DocuSign it done yep it was like why wasn't this being done yeah. but the efficiencies from the business world or even government world in that case and um why we're not further down that road is is a little bit of a mystery to me 
Yeah, it, I think it just takes a while to, you know, government moves slow. People move slow. People move slow. That was the first thing I said when I walked through the door. It's like, if I hear that's the way we've always done it, get out. Yeah. There's the door. Yeah. And that, oh no, of course, the challenge is that things move so fast by the time you even integrate something. And, right. You know, but you have well, you to integrate. You got to choose, though. You, you got to just do it because if it's, if it's such a bad waste of time and resources already, just please move forward. Well, and there are things, you know, policies and processes that you can implement that'll be foundational. You you can build a foundation yep. of something. Yep. So, and those are the building blocks for other pieces of technology to come on board. And you got to invest in those. You, you just have to invest in those. But how much time do you think has to go into picking and choosing what, you know, is it a little guesswork or is it uh, a, a little detective work or because... I go back to the VHS or beta, you know, which path yep. or laser disc, right? Which, which path, which technology is the one that's going to be emerging? Cause right now we're in a place where there's so much new technology coming out and that's not even including the AI stuff at the moment, but there's so much new technology. How do you guard against picking the wrong one? Yep. Well, you're going to love this. And this is government moving slow again, but you're going to love this. Moving slowly. <laughs> FCC finds robocaller a record $300 million after blocking billions of their scam calls. And that was just my phone. Yeah, that was just your phone. <laughs> that was just my phone. <laughs> you know what this does, though? This fires a warning shot. Like, if you're a robocaller, we're going to find you, and you're going to get fined like nobody's business. $300 million for a robocaller firm. So they'll just file bankruptcy, rename the company, and continue to do it. Yeah, you might be right about that. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. It's thrilled to have you with us as we continue exploring living with technology alongside Marlo and Steve. Yeah, $300 million, and you're right, and it actually states Chump in here. Change. Yeah, but whether and when that money will be paid is, as always, something of an open question, so you understand. The robocaller in this case was known by a variety of names and has been scamming people since 2018. And this is what's funny. Haven't identified the particulars of the long-running scheme, which used the promise of selling auto warranties to collect personal information. Oh, I've never got that call. <laughs> your warranty's about to expire on your car. As, but, if the, as if the fake warranty wasn't enough, the calls also exhibited the standard robocall characteristics of failing to identify the caller, failing to respect call consent laws like the do not call list, failing to provide the callback number, and spoofing the area. Area code. All right, I've got two questions. Yes. Well, and the spoof thing drives me nuts. It's like, hey, where are you? Because I ask. It's like, so where are you calling from? If I get a real person, it's right. AI. It's like because it'll say Minokan, North Dakota, yeah. or <laughs> Lakota, North Dakota. No. Yeah. I'm like, where? So where are you calling from? I'm in Florida. Right. Well, why does your number say? Yeah. A local. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. fairly local number. Yep. So, um, so when you're talking about robocalls. 
aren't they all scams or are there legitimate robocalls? Well, because I, I think about the political side of stuff where um, you'll have robocalls for political campaigns or agendas. But are there legitimate robocalls or are they all just scams? Because in what you just read, um, it kind of made it sound like all robocalls are a scam of some sort or another. I would imagine some are. I mean, if there's a credit card verification going on. But, I mean, is that really a robocall then? So I don't know. I mean, you would consider that a courtesy call that, you know, that somebody is trying to use your credit card or whatever. See, that's different, though. That That's because you've entered into an agreement previously, and it's just a verification. So it's actually a security layer. So... This is how bad this is. I just, this is how bad this is. How bad is it, Marlo? So National Day Calendar has ran a couple of contests over the last couple of months. One, one of them was to give away a year's supply of pizza at your favorite pizza place. So we, we would actually buy a $1,000 gift certificate from your pizza place, and then you could go there however many times. I we think more pizza than that. We, well, it's 20 bucks a week is what we figured. One, one pizza a week for a year, right? And then, uh, and then we did that. We gave away a burrito for a Ooh. year, right? Same thing. We bought $1,000 worth of burritos or Mexican food at a particular place. And then on top of it, we gave away a free trip for two to Las Faith? Vegas. No, for for um for Martini Day, we we're going to do this Martini tour, right? You know how difficult it's been to give away those prizes. Why? People registered for them on our website. We would call them, and they're like, "Yeah, you're full of crap." That's correct. Chris got a, basically got verbally assaulted one day in our office here because he tried to call them, let them know that they had won a year's supply worth of pizza. They had signed up for it, and they still didn't believe it. It's like, um, you signed. I have your registration right yes. here with your information. This is legit. You, I'm calling you because you signed up, and yep. I, you won. Yep. So we ended up having to go after we figured out that they're not going to accept the prize. We went and found somebody else. The burrito one took three tries. And then the restaurant that we tried to buy the $1,000 gift certificate from didn't believe us either. Really? Because they thought they were getting scammed because of some type of credit card scam going on over the phone to, you know, we, we'd call in a week later and cancel, you know, to, to re, re, the charge or whatever. So, yeah, crazy. And the Vegas one, we're still trying to give it away. Really? I can't tell you Two days how, in Vegas. how many people we have gone through on that list, and nobody believes that they have up? won a trip for two to Vegas. Yeah, it's just on our, on our website. We don't have any contests going on right now because we can't give the stuff away. These are legitimate things that we're doing that we can't give away. And it's because nobody trusts anybody calling them on the phone anymore. So isn't that something? Okay, so 99% of robocalls are not legitimate. Sure. Okay. I would go there. We'll we'll go there. Um, Now, I'm thinking in your case, you know, those that are. We're, trying to do legitimate business. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we're we're not a robocall scenario, but because of okay. robocalls, there's no trust in the phones at all. So here's where I'm going with this. So they got a $300 million fine. Why are they not in prison? Yeah, that would be a better choice. That, right? that would be a better choice. Why, yeah. why aren't they being criminally prosecuted? Yeah, because it is against Instead the of, law. Here's a fine. You, you, may, know, you, have, you have documents 
the FCC has documents of billions, not just like 500,000 calls, which is still a lot, but they have billions of records or calls that they have documented. That, to me, if every one of them is a misdemeanor offense, that's that's a lot of jail time. So is there somebody connected that they're... That makes you wonder, doesn't because, it? Well, because my, my question is, are... Is the FCC just sending out this fine to blah, blah, blah company and it's a blank box somewhere? Or is there somebody who, because otherwise, I, why wouldn't there be a defendant in, in that case? Right. Because do they, do they have one? Yeah, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm, I'm reading through this a little further here to see if there's any criminal... Uh, prosecution going on at all because if there was a an identifiable def- identifiable defendant in this, that would elevate it beyond a fine. I would think because this is a criminal act. Robocalls are are criminal for nefarious purposes. Right, that's correct. And so something's not adding up here. There, there's a disconnect somewhere, and is it in the fact that they maybe don't have a somebody they can put their hands on or or identify or is it just okay we're gonna just take this shot warning shot across the bow in the hopes that it'll deter some of this because the the deterring some of this was supposed to be the do not call list but i don't know if there's teeth in that now right right now i question it but at least there was a warning shot, and I'm hoping that it deters a few people. I will say that I feel like the, my number of spam calls I've been getting lately is down. Have you? Have you? Now I know we have filters on our they phones. They change help. though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, filter on my phone, but even though it says spam, I kind of tend to answer. <laughs> do you like to have fun yeah, with I, them? I, I do. <laughs> I do. What, what do you What do you do when you have a couple minutes and you have a spam call come? Through? Oh, I just tie them up and and I'll talk in circles and uh, my, going back to the car warranty uh, one. Um, I'd always give them my old hunting truck. I was like, yeah, I don't have that. Well, because I'll. The ones that might be a little legit are some vehicles I've had in the past sure. that are newer. I'm like, yeah, I don't have that anymore. Oh, okay, thank you very much. Lap click. Okay, maybe that was legit. Yeah. Um. Well, what vehicle do you have? It's like, oh, I got a 2001. Oh, click. <laughs> it's not eligible anyway. Um, but something's got to get done because apparently my Google listing needs to get updated. That, that's the one I get now because they're cyclical. I mean, oh, it'll be, I it'll be so, auto for a while and then you. it'll be Google listing. Yes. And, yes. and you, so you don't know where it's coming from because right. they change them all the time. Right, They do. There's always a new scam. And uh, so you always have to be situationally aware, even on your phone calls. It's like that African lottery. Yes. If you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology.
The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. This is Ag Issues with Neil Roberts. Welcome to another edition of Ag Issues. Our guest today is Extension Entomologist Janet Knodel from NDSU. And Janet, let's talk the red sunflower seed weevil today. Sounds like it's starting to show. Yes, we're just starting to see red sunflower seed weevil. So now's the time to get out and scout. Once your sunflowers get to the R4 where you see the yellow ray petals and up into early to mid flowering. Look for the small weevil. It's about an eighth of an inch and it's reddish brown in color and has the weevil snout on it. We have calculated the thresholds and based on 23 cents per pound, the threshold is four to six weevils per head. And that takes into account the plant population and the insecticide cost and application. So check several plants, get out of the edge where they're a little bit higher. Okay, good advice, Janet. And we'll talk to Diamondback Moth and Canola when we come back. At Northwest Tire, you can get the tires you need for your car, pickup, and almost any other vehicle you drive. But did you know they also do so much more than just tires? Northwest Tire is certified ASC mechanics that can do brakes, alignments, flushes, oil changes, and general engine repair. If you're short on cash, apply for their financing today. Apply in store or at nwtire.com. Deferred interest for six months with any purchase over $149. See store for details. Northwest Tire. Tire and so much more. Northwest Tire keeps you rolling down the road. Birdsall Grain and Seed, a farmer's seed company servicing all of your agronomy needs. Birdsalls offers certified seed and wants to remind you to book early for next spring to guarantee availability at top varieties. Birdsalls can also cover your fall burndown needs from chemical to custom application. Also offered is dry fertilizer, anhydrous, seed cleaning, as well as custom application of dry fertilizer. Stop in or call Birdsall Grain and Seed today at 701-453-3300. Birdsall Grain and Seed, a farmer's seed company, four miles west of Berthold, just off Highway 2. We're with Janet Canodal today on Egg Issues, and Janet, the diamond back moth in canola is causing some issues in certain areas across the region, right? Yes, uh, we're monitoring for the diamondback moth in canola with pheromone traps, and we're seeing more than 100 moths per week, and we're mainly seeing it in the major canola areas in Ward County, Minot area, and up in the northeast Langdon area. So those are key areas right now to get out and scout. We look for the small green larvae that's only about half an inch long, and the threshold is about 25 larvae per square foot. All right. Good stuff, Janet. Thanks for that. And that'll bring this report to a close. Until next time, I'm Neil Roberts. You've been listening to Ag Issues, brought to you in part by Northwest Tire, keeps you rolling down the road, by Birdsall Grain and Seed, and by Bremer Bank. Contact Bremer for all your ag banking solutions. This is the Pet Minute. I'm Steve Dale. Heart disease in dogs, next. Your dog loves going to the dog park and seeing his buddies. Maybe sometimes when you travel, he gets to hang out with friends at his favorite boarding facility. Social dogs like yours need more protection than most. By pairing Bordetella Protection, also known as Kennel Cough, with immunity against canine influenza, we can help ensure these dogs stay healthy. Merck Animal Health wants you to talk with your veterinarian about pairing up for protection with vaccines for your dog for kennel cough and the canine influenza virus. Don't wait. Vaccinate. Heart disease is a serious issue for dogs. You often won't see signs of certain types of heart disease until the dog is at a pretty advanced stage. That's one reason why you really want to make sure your veterinarian is seeing your dog for a wellness check every year without exception. A medication called Vetmedin can help delay the onset of congestive heart failure or manage complications of heart failure once a day. 
KLXX AM, Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union Studio. From ABC News, I'm Michelle Franzen. The first Republican presidential debate set for August 23rd. Former President Trump remains the front runner even as he's facing three trials. The latest indictment this past week, Trump pleaded not guilty to four felony counts alleging he tried to overturn the 2020 election. Trump says he won't take part in the debate since he's the leading candidate. Today, campaigning in Vinton, Iowa, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was asked about why Trump won't debate. I don't know kind of what the, uh, you know, what his insight is on it. Uh, I think at the end of the day, you've got to earn this nomination. I think there has been a uh, an attempt to create narratives, uh, particularly in, in, in media and in elsewhere to say, oh, you know, don't even worry about don't even worry about the, the race. It's, it's 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 a fait accompli. That's not true. You talk to these people. That's not true. You got to earn it. Former President Trump will be campaigning in South Carolina tonight. Police in New York City say they've arrested and charged a 17 year old that in the fatal stabbing of a professional dancer O'Shea Sibley last weekend at a Brooklyn gas station. The 28 year old black man who was openly gay was dancing outside when police say he was confronted by a group and was hurling slurs. Assistant Chief Joe Kinney with the Detective Bureau says the teen suspect is a high school student. He has been charged with murder, too, and that is being charged as a hate crime and criminal possession of a weapon. Olympic gymnast Simone Biles making her comeback today at the U.S. Classic in Illinois. The 19-time world champion has not competed since withdrawing from the Tokyo Games after taking what she called a mental health break. Biles is competing to qualify for the Nationals later this month and trying to earn a spot on Team USA for the 2024 Olympics in Paris. It's happened again. No one matched the numbers drawn in last night's Mega Millions. The jackpot now worth an estimated $1.55 billion. You're listening to ABC News. Super Talk 1270. Bismarck area weather. With your forecast, I'm Corey Hartman. For today, showers and thunderstorms with a high near 70. Tonight, showers and storms possible with a low around 57. Mostly sunny, breezy, and a high of 80 on your Sunday. Sunshine and 81 for Monday. More showers and storms by Tuesday. Breezy with a high near 81. Grandpa's barbecue sauce is perfect for summer grilling. Pick up a bottle at grandpasbbqshop.com. Currently 69 degrees. Hey everyone, this is Robert Carey from America's number one travel radio show, inviting you to join Mary and me and Rudy every Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel, talk with the newsmakers, share compelling experiences, and explore the world together during the fastest two hours in travel. It's in our DNA to travel. The world of travel is so entwined in our daily lives, it's an economic engine, and that's why we do everything we can to bring you a diverse show that's different than anything you'll see here or find anywhere else. So join us on RM World Travel or engage us anytime at rmworldtravel.com. Program schedule, updated local news, sports, contests, and more. Visit today at supertalk1270.com. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to the Tech Ranch, where we explore the world of living with technology. Get ready to take a deep dive into the latest gadgets, apps, and innovations with your hosts, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson, and his trusty co-host, Steve Botkin. Join us on this exciting journey, and don't forget to visit thetechranch.com for even more exclusive content. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Marlo and Steve to the Tech Ranch. 
So this is interesting. Um, you know, Meta had launched Threads. You know, the Twitter version of what you know. Yeah. Facebook wait, 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 wait. And, and tell me what this is. It's you squishing a bug. No, that was threads falling on its oh. face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Didn't go well. So that went about as well as uh, Governor Ron DeSantis's uh, Twitter reveal that he was running for president. Right. Thud. Threads daily active user count is down 82% from launch as of July 31st. And launch to- wasn't that good. They did okay, though. I mean, you know, they had just so on on July 31st, uh, 8 million users accessing the app each day. That is the lowest it has been since the day after the app's release when daily active users peaked at roughly 44 million. So Threads is not doing well. Okay, I got a question for you. Yeah. Because in... The reason I'm asking this is this is the marketer in me because I I do marketing and I... And there's two trains of thought, and you're a tech guy. So if you've got a new product you want to roll out, with technology, there's always room for improvement. Things change very quickly. Are you more inclined to want to beta test something and let it percolate for a while, and and you lose the element of surprise, but... It's going to cook and cook and cook and cook and cook, and you're going to get feedback, and you can make some incremental improvements and then do a a relaunch. Or would you be more inclined to go, okay, let's launch this thing, and then we'll deal with some of the headaches because there's always going to be headaches as they come? That's a good question, and I actually grapple with this question often. Well, I know, I know you do because you're, you work in this space. Because, you know, like if you bring in an app out, when is the app good enough? Because I have a list of, and I'm just picking up some of the things I've done in the past. I'll have a list that's two miles long of features I want on the app. You know, is that, is, is version one good enough? And then we add this new stuff as we go along, or is it so important that we need to add this stuff? The problem is, is that it takes resources and, and then you delay your launch another three months to add this other stuff. Where somebody on. could have come out with a similar product or, by or you're not, then. or you're not monetizing, you're running out of your right. runway for money, whatever it looks like. Right. So, um, so I would, I would have to, Cautiously go with your second choice, and that is to bring it out and deal with the headaches. Okay, so, and you bring up a good point on, you know, is it good enough? And I think you need to get to that point where it's pretty darn good or pretty close. People actually are receptive to and like new features coming on. Hey, right. we're going to add this, and we're going to add this, and we're going to, and they're they're excited, they're happy when that gets added. Yep. But the base worked. The, the the base model worked, and it was good enough. And then you add these new features, and people are happy about that. And, and this is the marketer in me. You get one chance, one chance to make a first impression. And if people have a bad experience with it, like Meta's realizing, they don't come back. So you're thinking, have you been on threads? Have you used it at all? I looked at it. So I know we. I don't find, go on Twitter and things. I know we signed up here, 
and uh, um, just because we wanted to, we, we have a theory or a thing that practice, I should say, not a theory that we do when new social media stuff comes out. We go out and grab it right away now just so that we can squat on our name. Well, and, and we have Jordan on the program, too, and that's what he. Yeah, yeah. You, need, you need to do that because, you know, the worst thing you want to have happen is is, is threads actually becomes a thing. And then and you're like a year later and, and then you're like, oh, my goodness, somebody already has National Day calendar. They have the tech ranch or whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it's then it really becomes or a if big it blows issue, up right? and you're like, OK, because became a thing and right. we didn't and we did. catch that right right so so you got to be you, you need to do those type of things but I, yeah i i don't know i i don't i i don't have an opinion on on threads at all you get one chance to make a first Except impression and threads yeah. made a horrible first impression it so. fell on its face yeah and how many people are going to go back and try it after hey we fixed it it's improved well i think the other thing and a lot of people won't you can't even delete it Without deleting your Instagram account, yeah, they're they're intertwined. So if you, which is why I did not sign up for yeah. it, because so, I'm like I, I don't want something I can never get rid of. Right, right. My guess is they'll probably change that because yeah. they've had so much backlash on that. Be like they, having two wives. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you married twice. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I think um, I, I find it interesting, and, and of course, uh, that. But the, I come back to that first impression part, and you got to have something at least functional, and it wasn't right. I, and I, like I said, I don't have an opinion on it at all. So, um, but speaking of that, so. X, Twitter, now X. What what do you do you like, you know, you on your marketing side now, do you like the fact that Twitter is now X? No. And does it mean I'm not going to like where it's going? I'm not saying that. Um you and I discussed the bigger picture and the bigger plan for Twitter now X and why the Twitter platform was important for what Elon Musk is working towards. And I, I say that very specifically working towards not working on. Um, he's got a bigger picture plan. He does. And, and this is one integral piece of it. So, From a social media platform, what Twitter was, and I think this is where a lot of people are a little upset, is they miss Twitter. They like Twitter for what Twitter was, but Twitter's not Twitter anymore. No. So you can't, you can't talk about it. You can't, it's apples to oranges talking Twitter to X and it's going to be apples to avocados later i mean not even in the same fruit family it, it's it's not that's not what it's intended for it's going someplace else and, and it's you leaving think that the the that's what i was going to get yeah. at. so you think x is just his way of saying we're just done with twitter yeah the 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 base that's it's here its purpose is here if you guys don't like this, you can leave but i'm hoping a lot of you will <laughs> unlike threads along. yeah <laughs> yep yep <laughs> So, so moving on with this then, so TikTok will now allow users to post text-only content for the first time in a challenge to Elon Musk's beleaguered X. Why is so, X beleaguered? 
Well, that's that. I'm just reading to you from CNN. Well, right. So, but I wouldn't say it's beleaguered. It's not. I, I I just think that maybe beleaguered in a way. It's evolving. But beleaguered in a way that it's just been, you know, there's been so much media to it, and it's mostly been negative media. So I would say that beleaguered in that respect. Okay, marketing hat again. Any press is good press. Because you know what? You know what kills a Twitter or an X or a Facebook when nobody's talking about it? Right, right. And... X is in the news all the time. It's in the news every single day. Yeah. Just like J- Chat GPT was yeah. in the news every day. Yeah. AI is in the news every yeah. day. That makes it relevant. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because until today, I hadn't even thought about threads no. uh, for a month. Yeah. For a whole month, you know. But we have talked about X how many times on this show since like, then? Gee, like Marla's, every episode. Some nice threads there. Yeah. Is that a new suit? <laughs> so that's interesting that you bring that up. So yeah, always yeah, relevant, mean, it, always in the news. Yeah. Yep. And and if you're going to talk in the space, and this, again, marketing hat um, of social media, what's the one thing that will kill all of it? Lack of relevancy. If you, yep. if you, if you're not in the news, making news in the press, being talked about, it's kind of like all the people that think they're social media influencers. Okay. What if nobody's talking about you or talking about the platform you're on? You're irrelevant. You, but they all, you're not anything then. But they all think that chums in the water here. The sharks are circling, right? Because, um, you know. Well, Meta, we did just have Meta, Shark Week. Yeah. So Meta, Meta, Meta came out with threads, TikTok. And the now. new Meg movie's coming out. There you so, go. hey, That's bring right. it on. Uh, TikTok is now offering text posts to take on X as well. You know, so there's all, everybody thinks that there's okay, but, a, 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 an opportunity here because Twitter is beleaguered. But here, here beleaguered. and here's my final point on this. And, and this is like trump card point. What are all those platforms doing? They're reacting to X, yep. which means... Who's in the lead? Right. X. Twitter, now X. They're reacting to what they're doing. When you're reacting to what the competition is doing, you're behind the competition. So who's relevant? Right. Who, who's moving the needle? Who's making a difference? It, it's, it's not these other platforms. X is in the lead. and But you would not know that. I'm reading through some of the stuff here on CNN. What, mainstream not, media? Not, not, to, not, not knocking CNN here, but the latest move by TikTok, which is owned by China's BitDance, may prove to be another knock for Musk, whose takeover of X in October has resulted in mass layoffs, a huge deep... A huge drop in advertising revenue and controversial changes. Mass layoffs? He fired everybody that so, didn't need. See, that's the thing. Yeah. It's just how you word how things. How you word right? things. Yeah. So, so apparently they've got their chat GPT trained. <laughs> all, all Musk came in and, 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 and created a more efficient X. Right. That's all he did. You know? yeah. But again, who's reacting to whom? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and so. that's, that's what matters. So this doom and gloom of the, the, the fall of X, it's like, well, I don't see X reacting to what other people are doing in the market space. It's the other way around. Yep. Yep. 100% agree. So this is interesting. Apple faces 1 billion UK lawsuit by app developers over app store fees. 
Interesting. Yeah. The Tech Ranch. Listen. Getting ready for more amazing tech insights from the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. So I don't think a lot of people realize this, but when you go through an app store like Google Play or Apple's uh, app store, there's a percentage. Let's say you bought an app for a dollar, okay? Or you did something that you bought something through one of these things, right? They get a commission for it. You're going to laugh at me. Why am I going to laugh at you? I have never, ever paid for an app. Did you download the Flashlight app? No. Okay, good for you. No, no. I, I have one that came with my phone. Okay. Well, you have one that came with your phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there, was, there, but there was a time that you would download no. the Flashlight app. No, um, I, I didn't need a Flashlight that bad. Well, that's interesting. I, I have not ever paid for an app. Well, a lot of people do. Right. Obviously, I, well, uh, I mean, this is huge, oh, yeah. huge yeah. money. Well, right? the fact that they're getting sued for a billion dollars. Download music, download, you know, all people it, right? buy things on through the app stores right. all the time. I have not ever. Nope. So as a developer and I'm, you know, one of the apps I was working on one time, um, which I'm hoping to relaunch one of these days that was going to come out. You were kind of involved with that a little bit, too. Is that the cheeseburger app. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was it. Okay. Yeah. The package app, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, the cheeseburger app. I love that. So, you know, craving a cheeseburger, we're all charging, right. we are, we're like, all right, we're going to charge $10 to do this particular thing. Right. And Apple comes back and says, well, guess what? We want our 30%. You want 30% of our $10 transaction. That is exactly what our, what we need for operating. So now because of your 30%, we now have to probably charge $14 to get what we need to operate this app with. And you just put us out of business because we don't think we can get $14 for what we want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm just making, right. kind of making some of this stuff up, but, well, but I've wondered how they come up with the marketing side of the, or, you know, the, the purchase agreement side of that, because these stores don't operate for free. Right. Right, and and they should get a share. Right, I'm not saying they, they should get a share. Right, and then on top of that, you still have credit card fees and all this other stuff that goes on top of that too. So, you have all this stuff that goes on, uh, but thirty percent is expensive. It's it's like it's like you going to the civic center in Bismarck, North Dakota, and saying, "All right, I want to be a vendor here, and I want to sell Coca Cola or Pepsi in your place." And and the Bismarck Civic Center says, "Well, in order for you to do that, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars per month to rent this. Plus, we want thirty percent of every Coke sale you do, which is exactly what goes on." Right. And that's why when you go to these events and you go to get a Coca Cola, that it costs eight dollars there instead of. Or, or five bucks instead of the three bucks you pay anywhere else because that cost of them being in that place is so crazy expensive. And it gets carried over to the consumer. That's correct. That's correct. But we're willing to pay five bucks for it. So we, we, we pay for it and complain about it, you know, is what we do. But don't tell anybody, but sometimes they sneak stuff in. I'm just I didn't saying. hear that. Yeah. Okay. Coca Cola? Whatever. Okay. Depends on where I'm at. I'm thinking rum, maybe. Well, okay, that's movie. <laughs> we better move on. It's now, movie right? theater. That's different. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, yeah. 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 I've never I'll done buy that, the Coke the at the theater, though. You've never, you've, you've never paid for, for an app. I've never snuck alcohol into a movie theater. Really? 
<laughs> You're so gullible. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. But, but you you know, it's nice of you to go and buy the Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's the least I could there. do. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Now, right? now if we had a theater, because a lot of theaters around the country have alcohol. Yeah, yeah, you can just buy it now. I so. would go yeah. buy a... Yeah. But sometimes, you know, date night. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day. Well, when I can't watch a movie. If yeah. I was sitting at home, I would. Yeah. Which, you know what, that's one of the things, one of the arguments, too, because... Um, not to get too far off track here, but a lot of you know, people have figured out that I can stream or rent a brand new movie for much less than going to the theater. Yeah. It, it you know, you got that big TV. Plus, I can sit there and have a cocktail right. or what I found out. And, and I do have friends that do this, and this is how I found this out. They will go to the theater. That first-run movie they're going to watch at home, they'll go to the theater, load up on their popcorn and theater snacks, and then go home and watch the movie. That's a thing now. I know it's a thing. It's it's a big thing now. I think the theaters actually kind of like that a little bit because their profit margin is on the popcorn and goodies there. It's not the movies. Right. So if you think about it, it's like, okay, like our local theater in town has got a lot of screens. Yep. I'm always looking at efficiencies of how much space do you really need for things, yeah. you know, like libraries. It's like, yeah. why are libraries have such a big footprint? You, you don't need a library to have a big footprint anymore. They're not book depository or repositories anymore. Uh, check out a tablet. Right. You know, download the book and check out the tablet yeah. if you want to check out a book. Um, what's the footprint of theaters need to be, even in big cities? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't have to be that big anymore. I'm sure it's changing. Yeah. You know. So, so, yeah, anyway, back to the Apple you know, being sued. Um, so, you know, Apple claims that 85% of developers on the App Store do not pay any commission and that it helps European developers across our access markets and customers in 175 countries around the world through the App Store. So all that is fine. I'm sure, you know, that's what it really comes down to is that if you're in business to build an app, you, Apple, and you, Google, are the only two places we can go to distribute it. And you, well, you and, can go to you, a website and download it, but it, it's about the, it's marketing. It, it, it's about having a you know captive audience. You know how many apps are successful if they, if they do that? Not many. Not many at all. No. So, so I have a little hard time with this lawsuit, though. Because it comes back to free market. You know, it, you're getting a captive audience to market your app Don't to. you feel it's a little monopolistic, though? A little. And, and But it, it's still free market. It is free because market. The other side well, of that is Apple and Google need to have apps coming up on that platform at the stores so that people will buy them or access them because it comes back to the devices. So everybody's a little complicit in the process because if they're not having new product to sell because they're overpricing what their commission is for giving access to all these people that are going to utilize that product, it kind of runs a little bit of a circle. Would you say, I'm just... And you're right, and and I, you know me, I'm a free market guy, so mm-hmm. I, I have I have misgivings about this a little bit too. But I've been involved in these commissions, and and 
you know, and and sometimes it's the deal breaker. Right. So, and I suppose it's true. Like if I'm going to vend Coca Cola at the at the Civic Center and the rent is too high, it's a deal breaker for me. So then I won't I won't develop it, but or I won't. You're going to go to a different venue. But the problem is the problem is there's limited I, venues. I but I have and in the world of having a place to distribute Coca Cola, the world is my oyster. I mean, I can go and rent another shop someplace else and do the same thing. Right? It doesn't right. have to be at the Civic Center. With this, there are two choices. That's it. It's very monopolistic. Well, there's three, but one doesn't bear a whole lot of fruit, and that's the come to my website and download the app. Right. That that just it, it doesn't work in today's right world. So you have two choices basically to make it work, and your your the rent that you have to pay for that access is incredibly high. So it's just a deal breaker for so many people and puts a lot of apps out of business because of it. So I, I don't know how I feel about it, but but uh, it is interesting that they're being sued over it. That's all I have to say about it. And that is that. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Technology is our passion. Let's jump back into the conversation with Marlo and Steve. So there's a startup out of Seattle called Data Blanket or Data Blanket. Are you a data or data? Uh, it depends on the context okay. of the word. So yeah, I, I go back and forth too. I always think data was Star Trek. Yeah, it's but Star I, Trek. But I do say data it's occasionally. Data in Star Trek. Or data on Star Trek. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Well, I thought um, you were going to say Starbucks, by the way, because their numbers came out this past week, and holy crap, their earnings way up, way up through the roof. Really? Yeah. Because the world opened back up, huh? It did. And Starbucks is well, been- and. They also changed the model, too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the, the model changed a little bit because they used to be about uh, come on in and sit down and have a cup of coffee and visit and hop on our free Wi-Fi. And now it's more about come to the drive through window, and they've made the drive through windows very efficient. So what they've found is they can burn through a whole heck of a lot more customers than when you come in and order your coffee and sit down. And, sure. and it, they've gone to the app. It's kind of like, uh, you know, through COVID, um, if you were to open a restaurant or a, a store of any kind and you don't put a drive through window in, you're a fool. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I and think a lot of businesses discover the yeah, value of drive throughs The value of a drive through window yep. and, and the efficiency involved with that speedy delivery of the product because it's a lot quicker when you go to the drive through and you can service a lot more people than if they come in and get in line and order. And Starbucks really made hay with the app in conjunction right. with that drive-through. Model. Yeah, the app is amazing because, yeah. uh, or I'm just, I, I, I'm. Not oh, hey, by the way, put a bunch app. of money on here that we're going to make interest on until you spend it. Brilliant. The uh, I'll sit in a Starbucks when I'm traveling and watch the amount of coffee that goes out. You know, they have this system where you order and then they just set it for that in a special area for right. people to pick their stuff up. And the amount of traffic that walks you into ever go the in store, and free stuff? grabs the coffee and leaves is amazing to me. Surprised more people just you know, pop in and go, hey, what's up there? I'm going to grab that one. Wow. I, I, I'm surprised. Surprised too, Especially actually. in more of the West Coast stuff yeah. with what's going yeah, on out no there. Kidding. But yeah, Interesting. 
So anyway, Data Blanket, a new startup out of Seattle area, developing small fleets of AI-powered drones that can perform self-guided missions to assess wildfires and automatically share that information with incident commanders and pilots battling force blazes. So basically, a fleet of drones can go out and surveil forest fires. And can we send them time. all to Canada right now? Wouldn't that be something? And I'm sure this Bellevue, Washington-based company, back, actually backed by Bill Gates, just so you know who's behind it, uh, has been providing demos for firefighting agencies showcasing the drone's ability to share real-time images of a fire from a bird's-eye view. I can I can only imagine how valuable that is to uh, a, uh, somebody who's you know, a fire commander or whatever. Well, if you, if you think about the the mechanics of a fire, of a wildfire, forest fire, and what a drone or UAV is, it, you know, that's the platform. You can put a whole bunch of different instruments on that to tell different things. So um, you can pick up the hotspots, thermal imaging, because what will happen a lot of times, they'll get something out or it, it'll burn back a little bit, uh, but there'll be a hotspot. So the wind will pick back up and that'll reignite a, a fire. Um, the ability to measure humidity, wind, wind aloft, wind created by the fire itself, and the ab- ability to predict little nuances in it's going to travel this direction or this direction or this direction so that you can take that limited number of firefighters that's working a wildfire and put them in the right spot. I mean, from a logistics perspective, when you're bringing in all this data and making scientific calculated um, assumptions and not guessing that, well, it might jump this road and go down that hill towards that town and burn that town up, or, well, the winds aloft are pushing it this way a little bit, even though the wind, because of the fire, is down this. All that data, it's invaluable. Absolutely I also think invaluable. The safety of our firefighters, too, yeah. right? I mean, you have a group of six firefighters going through a forest, not really knowing what's over the next next ridge or whatever. You, whatever, if you can put a drone up in the air and just surveil what's around you and know that there's a wall of fire coming at you from a certain direction, gives you some more advanced time yeah. to maybe get to safety or what have you. So get a fire break built and, yeah, and try exactly. to get it stopped. Whatever you, hey, whatever. There's a there's a road down there, an old logging road. Yep. You know that's a good place to try to widen that area out and and stop that fire. There's so much information that goes into that that and instead of having in real time, instead of having a plane that's flying over or a helicopter, you have a whole fleet of smaller aircraft basically collecting data at the same time and sending this stuff out. its I, I, I can't imagine the value of that. It's we can just ask Bigfoot as he's running out of the forest. <laughs> Which way was that fire going? <laughs> I think I think we should recruit Bigfoot. We could. To fight fire forest fires. I think that would be interesting as well. Only you. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Smokey, we have uh, Sasquatch. <laughs> I, I, I love the Sam Elliott, Smokey Bear, by the way. That is too funny. Only you. You do that well, by the way. Thank you. You do that very well. I don't have his mustache, though. I can't pull a mustache off like Sam Elliott can. But so we were just talking about um, scams, phone scams. 
Uh, phone scam targets Seattle area residents with callers posing as law enforcement. Victims of the calls have been told that they failed to appear in court to testify as a witness or failed to respond to a subpoena. The scammers claim that a judge has issued a civil fine, a criminal contempt, uh, contempt of court citation, and or an arrest warrant for the call recipient. So people fall for that. They're actually, scary. well, they're just scaring people. What do you mean? I was subpoenaed. I didn't get a subpoena, you know, or whatever. And then they're See, like, I get oh emails like that occasionally. Yeah. I'll get scam yep. emails. It's like, hey, this traffic cam. I'm like, we don't have traffic cams yep. in North Dakota, and I haven't been out of the state. So uh, this traffic cam picked you up, and if you pay this fine right now, it's, exactly. otherwise there's a there's a bench warrant. It's like. I can't believe people, they don't do that. People stop falling for that stuff. Victims are told that the only way to resolve the matter is to pay a significant amount of money via Zelle or a similar money transfer product or officers will find and arrest them. So this is a, obviously a newer scam. And these are phone calls. These are phone calls telling you that you've missed your court date. See, now I would screw with that. It's like, oh, well, where's the nearest officer? I'll, I'll go pay him myself. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I, I, you'd have a there, good time. There are that. so many ways I could screw yeah, yeah. with that call. Yeah. And there's just an officer right outside right now. Let yeah. me go pay that to them. I'm yeah. going to pay that. Here you go, officer. Here's a thousand dollars with via cell or via Zell. Yeah. So I think uh, I just think you have to be and you know, and this is the thing, right? You make a thousand phone calls, or you make a hundred phone calls in a day, and you get one person to fall for They're it. They're playing the numbers, and and they get and they get a thousand dollars for it. Well, if you live in Russia, or if you live in in wherever, thousand bucks a day is a lot of money. I mean, it's a lot of money here in the United States. It's a fortune in Zimbabwe. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you've just made your entire year's living a couple years off of, off of one phone call. One there, idiot so. phone caller in the United States yeah. who's dumb. What the heck was that noise outside the studio just now? I don't know. It sounded like a horn of some. It might have been that Sasquatch. <laughs> it kind of did sound like Bigfoot, a Sasquatch. Bigfoot show up. Yeah, he's a little little mad at us now because we gave away the fact that he's going to become a firefighter. Just saying. So do you suppose he like stomps the fire out with his feet? Is that what he, well, that would work, I suppose. Big, foot, big yeah. enough feet, supposed to stop right? fires out, right. right? Hey, on my next trip, I'm having a. I have a. I have the Kia EV6. I haven't oh. seen that one yet. It is a sports utility crossover. Sport utility crossover. Supposedly Electric. 320 mile range, with its in the desert. In the desert. So. I'll report back next week and how I feel about this vehicle, I guess. But it's uh, I'm actually kind of excited to try it out. I mean, I had I had the Volkswagen Polestar a couple months ago. When are you going to drive the new Volkswagen bus? So that doesn't come out for another year. Uh, but you and I have an invite, by the way. You don't know do. this. Okay, if I don't know want, this. If we want to go to Michigan. You can tell me and I'll totally forget about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, when I was at that event, and and uh, I just have to reach out, and they will actually allow us to drive one. Really? Yes. Tour the plant. Interesting. And... Yeah, yeah. So we can go to Michigan if you want and do that. We should do that. Actually, that would be fun. Okay. Maybe it's a September or October thing for us. Well, I'm trying to think. Uh, I wonder when the Vikings are playing the Lions in Detroit. Oh, that that might be the time to go. Sure. 
Ford Field. Yeah. Yes. Except we'll be at the Volkswagen plant. <laughs> that might, look, let's work on that. GM, GM's cruise says it's reached the robo-taxi industry's first union agreements. Oh, okay, so now we're talking autonomous. Did the autonomous vehicles actually get together and collaborate and say, hey, we, 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 we can't work these kind of hours anymore? It was the AI robots that were <laughs> behind the wheel. I mean, you read this, right? I mean, if I didn't know any better, if I was a younger person thinking that robots and things are taking over the world, you're like, wait a second. Robots are getting union agreements now? Well, it's the union boss, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So GM's crime family involved with the unions. Says it's reached the robo-taxi industry's first union agreements. Cruise General Motors robo-taxi unit said on Thursday it has signed the driverless car industry's first labor union agreements, a significant milestone as unions and robo-taxi firms have historically been at odds. What labor? I'll just keep reading here. The company is partnering with two local San Francisco union chapters that represent electrical workers and janitors, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 6 and Service Employees Industry International Union Local 87. So they're electric vehicles and somebody's going to have to clean them. Reuters could not definitely determine if these are the driverless car industry's first union agreements. The agreement will employ dozens of workers who will construct and staff Cruise's car charging facilities. Cruise is creating new job opportunities for our members and providing valuable on-site experience for our new apprentices, blah, 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 blah. So it's on the front side of these union contracts. Yeah, so basically that's exactly right. They're building charging stations. And you're right, I I suppose the janitorial services means somebody has to clean these Well, if you think about it, we've talked about this before, is what's the future of, of transportation? Um, is it a shared vehicle and, you know, autonomously, so you drive to work, but take downtown Bismarck, for example, um, parking is at a premium and don't repark. You'll get a ticket. Um, so your vehicle drops you off at work and then goes home to the docking station or goes to the grocery store for you, runs errands for you, and then picks you up when you're done with work for the day. I mean, legitimately, that's the future of autonomous vehicles. 100% agree with that. So, you know, (laughs) I dealt with this when I was mayor all the time. I'd get a phone call at least once a month about somebody who was a little upset that they came in on the 1030 flight uh, into Bismarck for business and there's no taxi service or, or Uber, Uber or, Lyft. or Lyft because yeah. somebody didn't feel like driving right, right now. Right. But I've you know heard that myself. You could have an autonomous vehicle or an autonomous fleet or a hotel could have autonomous shuttle buses yep. and pick people up at the airport yep, or a bus station agree. or a train station or whatever that looks like. So at that point, how many how many vehicles do you need? Because you also have ride-sharing opportunities with with these different vehicles. The difference is, and I think this is a generational shift that's going to have to take place at some point, but we're in love with our transportation. You know, We're still a car generation. I would say probably getting a little away from that with uh, today's college kids. To a certain degree, well, but go ahead. 
before that, you know, we've got generations. We're in love with our cars. We are. You know, I, I love my first car. I love my current vehicles. Um, that's got to be a paradigm shift before I think we can fully step into that. But future. it's our generation to the younger generation. I mean, right. I have. I've asked this question many times with young people across the country in classrooms. And, you know, would, what would you prefer, the smartphone or the car? You can only choose one. Which one is it? And you'll be surprised, I think, at what the answer is to that question. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270. Let's get back to discovering the latest in technology with the guru of geek. Marlo Anderson. So generally speaking, so what I do is I have everybody in the classroom raise their hands, right? And I ask, all right, if you could only choose one, what would it be? Would you pick a smart device or your driver's license in a car, right? And generally, it's the smart device. So now, you'll have like 90% of the students and, and what... and, and it's a little competition that I have. They'll actually, each one of them has to come up and make their case and try to convince others to come over to their side. Uh, the only time that's been different was in Tioga, North Dakota, uh, when the driving side had convinced the smart device side that the cars also have smart devices built into them, so they'll be able to use their car for both. And that's really started to win over. But it's the only time I've ever seen that happen. So you speak at a lot of different classrooms around the country. Yep. and. It- do you see there's a breakdown between posing that to urban kids versus rural kids as well? Because for most rural kids, an automobile is freedom and the ability to get out of the house. A yeah. bit. Um, in the urban setting, it's like, well, but I'll just call an Uber. That's exactly what's going on. But we on. don't have that access or that accessibility in rural areas. Right. When you, when, I think when you have... The ability of public transportation, and then you combine that with with a Lyft and Uber scenario, you know, the kids of today, those 14, 15, 16 years old, they're not in any hurry at all to get a driver's license because they have access to any transportation they need already. And I even see that in our community, and we're not a small community. We're not a, an urban community right. either, but uh, you see that trickling down into smaller and smaller communities where, yeah, I get my driver's license when I need it. Yep. I, they're not in a hurry. They're not in a hurry. Mean, it's not like you and I. When yeah, as soon it's as like, we, literally the day I turned 16, I was living in Washington state at the time, the day I turned 16 and it was legal for me to get a driver's license is the day I got a driver's license. I couldn't wait. I got my farm permit at 14. I got my regular permit at, at or at 12, farm permit at 12, regular permit at 14, and driver's license at 15 because you could... On the farm on in North the, Dakota, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and couldn't get it fast enough. Yeah, and actually, it's, you know, growing up, my grandparents had a cabin up in Canada on, on Lake of the Woods, and you know, I was driving when I was seven or eight years old because they were like, "We're in the middle of nowhere. If something happens, you need to be able to drive." And I think uh, on the other side of that too, our parents couldn't wait for us to get our drivers. Go license. to the store, give me. 
it also meant freedom to them. Oh, but because remember they're back, not our chauffeurs anymore, right? Back then, though, when your parents would send you to, and mine didn't smoke, but I, I know friends that their parents would send them to the to the store to pick up cigarettes. Right, and they had to. They're had, sixteen. Yeah, and they or, had to bring a, but they have, but they bring had a out, note. Bring it out. Then they would they would sell them the cigarettes. <laughs> or it was crazy. Small towns, it's like send them to the liquor store with a note. <laughs> I don't know of anybody who got away with that, I guess. I, but, I do. Uh, I unbelievable. do. Because, yeah. well, they knew parents. Yeah. You know, small communities, they, they knew the parents. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Here's your Bob's kids here yeah. for his case of beer. Yeah. So, yep, That's send funny. it home with the kid. That's funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Waymo uh, RoboTaxi, since we're on the RoboTaxi uh, discussion here, uh, is announcing that they're opening now in Austin, Texas. This will be the fourth Waymo. city. That Waymo will be in. They're also in um, Metro Phoenix, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. So Austin will be the fourth town now. And these are autonomous. Driverless robo-taxis. How do you feel about that? How would you... How would you feel if a taxi cab pulled up or, or you know, like you summoned a lift in an Uber and it just pulled up and picked you up and took well, you to Well, that depends. Your, and there's no driver in there at all. That ever. depends. If if it's rush hour traffic and I'm getting in a vehicle because I just popped into the airport at Sky Harbor down in Phoenix and I'm going to a business meeting or, or where I'm staying, I'm going to be a little nervous. Yeah. If, if it's bar time and I could care less, <laughs> that might be different. Well, I'm just thinking back to my youth, you sure. know, but... but yeah. What's the hardest thing in our community? What's the hardest thing to do? You're not going to get a Uber or a Lyft and we don't have a taxi service anymore because Uber and Lyft killed it. Um, you're not going to get a taxi at bar time. So, from, you know, it's funny. I, I see the strides we made for safety and people making the right decision of not getting behind the wheel if they've had too much to drink. And in the blink of an eye, we just took two steps backwards yeah, because, because there's no the way. taxi service is gone. Yep. People aren't driving. It, part of that was COVID, but people aren't driving. Uh, we don't have the Uber and the Lyft like we used to in the community. I just that that was two steps backwards. Yeah. So I put people back in the positions like, well, I got to get home somehow. I'm really curious so why Lyft and Uber is not as strong now as it was when it first started in this community. I the mean, novelty you, wore off. In other communities, like, I mean, if you go to Vegas or L.A. or whatever. But those are large urban communities. Plenty of people, and they're making their livelihoods with that. Do we do we not have enough people who need to make a living here? Right. So then, so I mean. First of all, there's come. a workforce that people just don't want to work. There's There's that piece of it, too. But look at the times you have to work to make your money and the metrics are set up for urban not rural so when you take a look at the financials behind these driver uh, services the ubers and the lifts remember the pink mustache yeah wasn't oh yeah that's still around i don't know um so the metric for paying the people to drive it's not the same. There's a big schism between urban and rural, and they don't pay out well enough in a rural setting to make a living at it. My last Uber, or actually it was Lyft, in the Bismarck area coming from the airport, and it was a later evening when I didn't think I was going to get anybody, and all of a sudden this guy you know, was showing up on my thing, and he'd come and pick me up, big old, big old Ford pickup truck. And uh, he didn't look like your typical Lyft driver. So we, we got in a conversation. I always think 
people who are driving these things are usually pretty entrepreneurial, right? I mean, right. they, they kind of have that little bug inside them. This guy was an oil worker out west and, and was like three weeks on and 12 days off. And during those 12 days, he lived in Dickinson, and he's over here in Bismarck, Mandan, doing Lyft and Uber on those 12 days. Because nobody else to do it. And he says, I'm, he says, I make great money doing this. And sometimes I'll pick people up at the airport and take them to Dickinson or to yeah. Minot or whatever. Now I, I make I've, a couple extra hundred bucks that way. Here's the other part with, with where we're at and some of the, the people that – fly in on a regular basis for work like that. Um, I've got a friend who's a Lyft and Uber driver uh, for supplemental income, and he's almost opted out of Lyft and Uber because he's got regular customers. Yeah. So they just call him. They'll right? call yeah. him. He'll pick them up at the airport. And then where he makes the money on Lyft and Uber is he'll drive somebody to Rapid City or Dickinson or Williston or Glendive, Montana. Yeah. And that's the trip. Yeah. So he'll make the money on that. It was funny last year with, you know, Sturgis is starting and uh, a, a gal that was flying in, the flight she could get was to Bismarck and she was working for Sturgis for three weeks uh, at one of the bars. And that's he drove her down to Sturgis. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> but that that's how the metric works. Yep. yep. Pretty amazing. So anyway, I would I would love to see a robo taxi service uh come to our neck of the woods. I'm sure it would be in a rural setting, like I just think yeah. I think it'd be a great experiment. So anyway, everybody check us out at the Tech Ranch, thetechranch.com, and we'll see you all again next week. Thanks, Steve. And that's a wrap on another fantastic episode of The Tech Ranch. Remember, if you have any questions or want to suggest topics for future shows, visit thetechranch.com and send us your thoughts. You can also listen to past episodes and watch exclusive interviews not featured on the radio show. Be sure to follow Marlo and Steve on social media by clicking the links at thetechranch.com. Until next time, keep exploring the world of living with technology. The Tech Ranch. Super Talk 1270.